and welcome to Edge of Empire. Tonight, many exciting things will be being discussed around the world of heresy. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I am, as ever, joined by my other cohorts, being Chris. Hello. Good evening. Slight satellite delay with Chris. And Michael. Hello. There we go. So we're all here. We're all looking forward to a fun evening's chat about heresy. And boy, have we got a lot on the show today. So do you want to talk us through it or put somebody on the spot? Go on, Michael. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, tonight we're looking at a quick run through this month's new releases, and there's been quite a few. Um, we've got an update of what we've been up to this month, um, a run through of this month's news, including what we've learned from the Horus Heresy and Necromunda Weekender. We've got uh, a brief review of last month's bla uh, Black Library releases. And then we're going to have a look through the Legion fast attack choices. Reason being, I have 13,000 points of ultramarines and I've only got three fast attack options. So I kind of want to expand that part of my army. And then we're going to do a list challenge this month. And, and Graham and Chris are going to try and build a ultramarines list and keeping it as fluffy as possible. Ooh. And then finally, we'll have a look at what events are upcoming and give a brief company of legends updates. Very cool. Cool. And Perfect. quick correction from last month's episode where I said that no one can take Graviton guns in a support squad. Actually, Iron Hands can. Can they? If they can take a flamer, they can take a Graviton gun. So you can have a yeah, full-on cool. squad of Graviton gun-wielding tactical support marines? Yes. If you're an Iron Hands player. If you're an Iron Hands player. Oh, that's fancy. Let's see more of that. Yes, and that, that, that would be cool. I mean, it's a heavy weapon, but... Oh, is it? Yes, uh, it's a heavy weapon. It's not an assault weapon. Uh, fair play. No, it's not an assault weapon. But then again, the Volkite uh, Calavia? Caliber. Yeah. Caliber is a, uh, I always forget the uh, name, is a uh, assault, uh, is a heavy weapon as well. So It is, that is true. That is true. So, yeah, I'll give you a good point. Well, there you go. Anyway, we if nothing, we're not about get, making sure we get stuff right. There's no fake news here. That's yeah. for sure. So, Absolutely. anyway, so let's let's boot, boot off then because new releases... Obviously, big news with the, um, the sort of weekender, so stuff that came out of that as well. So, new releases. Go on, Michael. You, you keep your finger on the pulse of all things digital and what's going on. New releases. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, we've had a few Plastic Custodian stuff uh, released by G uh, Games Workshop Maine. Um, so, we started with Captain General Trajan Valorus. Um, which oh, yes. a lot of people yeah. are using as a generic shield captain. Obviously, yep. Chris says he's but not a fan. But now Forge will do a generic shield captain. They do. So, you know, options. You know, options, options, options. The, uh, the, the custodians get lots of options. Um, yep. Then there was... The, the, I like this guy. You like him. Uh, I do. I just, I've got to say, I can see... I mean, yeah, there is the big old... Uh, what's going on with those big feathers? That I can kind of buy into. But you know what? He looks... And it has got, you may be overcompensating for something on the old uh, axe department, but you know he he looks the business. Anyway, he's out now. Anyway, we talked about him last week, didn't we? Yeah, last uh, we, time. Yeah. I think we talked about him in the episode before that as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, the most talked about character. Dot com. Yeah. So, yes. I, still, still not not, not still, doing it for you, Chris. Not for me. Um. Yeah. Sorry. He's okay. I, I'm not. Yeah. No. Okay. I wouldn't object to somebody using him in. No, in people Paris people game. can use him. I, you know, not in a, you know, if, if <laughs> another cluster is. Playing, I'm sure they're very I'm, glad to hear you give him a <laughs> <of a> premium. <laughs> but, um, if another cluster, I wouldn't like be like, "What are you doing, mate?" 
but for, uh, he yeah. doesn't uh, he doesn't rock my boat, so your boat. That's, okay. yeah, exactly so all righty so what's next what's this i hear uh, is it more more custodians <laughs> more custodians well actually there was a the sound of a bike going past there. i don't know where that, that was came very, from did you did you did you put some sound effects in no i did not but it's <laughs> apt because it's it the, is because the next release was the vertus praetors which are the custodies 40k jet bikes uh, I, like, I, have, I like i've already seen a lot of people putting them into uh um for, into 40k sorry 30k yeah, yeah. I saw one I painted white the other day. I thought it looked mean, really good. White with gold wings looked very good. Yeah. I think they look. I think. I think they look better. I've seen. I've seen one assembled now, mm-hmm. and they look better than I thought they would. Right. Um, in person, but. Yeah. Um, I think if I was going to use them in heresy, I would use them as. Um, bikes for space for like a space marine. Okay. Um, and the white scars list as opposed to the custodes mm. could be a cheap option for white scars if you want to and you'd have to do a bit of um jiggery pokery with the actual figures wouldn't you because obviously they're custodes figures yeah custodes figures are a lot bigger i've seen yeah. i have seen some people getting some conversions done um andrew newton um is trying to he's, he's doing one himself so um you know down the uh, down the uh, durham raiders so hopefully we'll get to see someone actually do it Okay. Cool. You know, if he actually ever paints it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the other. If he ever actually paints it. Um, so, how many did you get in a box for, for thirty-five? Three. 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 Wow. Three. Them's them's good value, aren't they? Yeah. In comparison, yeah. especially when you compare it to the uh, the 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 actual. What? How much are these? Yeah, they're thirty quid each. They're yeah, they are. I think it's a thirty. Seventy-two quid, quid for three, is it or something? Something like crazy. Yeah. Something like that. It, it, it's a. It's a uh, it's a crazy cost for the the, the jet bikes. I mean, um, yes. you need to be minted. My As mate. I found out with my fifteen hundred pound white scars army when we did it. <laughs> yeah, and you uh, you bought all the all the models. Well, our sponsorship came through. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are they are yeah. 90, it's ninety quid for three bikes. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. or thirty three quid each. Whew, that's a. That's that's that's. Uh, and you've got, you got to have three for a squad, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wowzers. So I. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to see a lot of the Virtus Praetors yeah, in Harrison. They're going to be. They're yeah, no be way about it. Uh, then the custodian custodian wardens. Yeah. Which are the guys they're, with all the capes and stuff. Yeah, I, I like the the legs, the bottom half of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just because I think. Sorry. I think I, I think we said I think I said last time I'll probably buy the kit and kit bash the legs onto my uh, oh, guards that are the, now the name of has now escaped me. Heteron guard. Heteron guard. That's Heteron guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll try and kit bash the legs onto those so they look a little more different than the normal um, okay. custodes that I've got. So uh, nice legs. Show about the torso. Is basically what <laughs> That's. It's no different to the normal custodes kits, from what I can tell. So, okay, yeah, no, they they've got the option for the axes, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, um, what else were there? There were rhino doors um, for Raven oh, Guard. They got two sets. Great, Emperor's children. Uh, word bearers and Imperial fists. Ooh. I've got I I, the word bearers ones look good, didn't they? I have oh, no, them. I, I, well I, I, I got a set of word bearer ones, and I've used them. Very cool. 
Um, there was yeah, some Demios Reno doors for the same legions. Yeah. And then Land Raider doors for, the, again, the same legions, but the Raven Guard got two sets and the Imperial Fist got two sets. I like the um, inscription on the World Bearers, World Bearers Legion, uh, the Demos Reno ones, where it's just got that scripture sort of carved into it. Yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah. It's I got nice the standard thing. Rhino doors because I put them on my glave, but right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way what I can do. Maybe get a Scorpius. Oh, and then, oh yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. work. Now, they oh, do look cool. good, don't they? Where around the outside with that sort yeah. of runic, sort of right, well, runic kind of. Uh, yes. I don't know what the best way to describe it is, really. Yeah. Kind of mystic, mystic style writing around the outside, which is yeah, good. definitely. Uh, cool. Yeah. Then cool. there was the House Vironi transfer sheet, which is a night house. It's the green and cream one that you see on the Forge World Knights. So okay. Transfer sheet for that. Um, cool. They're not a new release per se, but the Akurian Pattern Stormblade came back. Right. So oh yes. Now this. So that's oh, the the Bane Blade of a plasma. Oh, I love this thing. Plasma, uh, whatever it is. Uh, plasma. If only. Plasma. Would have, plasma would it's have, a Titan Blast Gun. Yeah, so I, I've got one of these that I made from a plastic kit and a Titan Blast Gun. Yeah. Plasma Blast Gun. So I kind of cut it up and stuck it on, and it looks okay. It looks good. It's great. Um, because you couldn't get the kit. But um, boy, do I like this kit a lot. So I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I need two. I think that's taken the mix somewhat. So um, it may have two of the other things. The other um, that was the, the didn't you? yeah because you can take them in twos in your heavy support. Yeah, choice, of course. Yeah. So, whereas this, you know, you're never going to want to use two of these. I mean, but it's a great looking model. I think I yeah, really like this model. I always have yeah, one. Yeah. But great for militia players out there. Well, actually, it's a good choice. It's a well, good lord. I think it's a good lord of war. Choice. Lots of people can take it, can't they? We can take uh, Space Marines can take them. Yeah. In, as a Legion Stormblade. So it's a very good Lord of War choice because that Plasma Blast Cannon isn't crazy like maybe a Falchion might be or a Storm, uh, whatever it's called, not Stormblade. That's what Stormblade is. The one with the D, the D cannon. Shadow Storm? Shadow Sword. That's what it is. Yeah, Shadow Sword. Yeah. So when you turn up with it and people don't sort of give you that sort of, oh my God look. But actually, do you know what? It's It's got two good modes of destruction. So I think it can fire two uh, large blast strength eight ap2 or three ap2 i think uh, or one big 10 inch blast i think might be seven inch. yeah one big 10 inch blast which is strength 10 i think so you know this is a good good tank one big shot that can can really ruin somebody's day mm. so um, yeah i like them a lot actually yes and then the uh the big the big one um Virgil dawn well, on I'm going to say nothing except whatever Chris tells me on this one because he's the expert. Oh, I what love you... this model. I absolutely <laughs> love him. <laughs> okay, I, I get think... the impression you're a fan. Oh, I just if I if I could have conceptualised the model, it yes. would have been that model. Yeah, really. Oh, well, that's he, good. He just that is exactly how I think Robo Dawn should be standing God. there looking totally badass he looks mean he looks mean so, doesn't yeah he? he is giving mm. it the, f- the full black knight nun shall pass it's just a yeah. flesh wound so i must admit even even i as a sworn brother of the fourth legion 
wouldn't want to meet him on a dark alley no. that way. I think it's just it's a great model it is and um, yeah. I think a lot of people are a bit mm, about the head but yeah he looks because you've got the in the the red book you know you've got that drawing of him he looks a little bit he's got the hair on the model is a bit more I don't know cartoony but it's always going to be difficult yeah so I mean you know, there was a guy down, but... one of the sculptors at the weekender um, one of the official sculpt, uh, guy, the painters, not sculptors. Um, ha- mm. what he did was he actually took Horace's head, cut off Dawn's hair, and put it onto Horace's head. Oh, okay. That's quite a cool idea. He then, looks mean as, doesn't he? He just looks great. He does. He looks now. I've seen the cut, I've seen him painted yellow as well. I think. Yeah, that was, was one of the, the photos. That was at the weekender as well, yeah. Yeah. I think he looks yeah. better in yellow. Yeah. If there's ooh, the three sixty on the on the Forge World site, the three sixty round wraparound yeah. view is fantastic. Exactly what I'm doing right now. If yeah. if, <laughs> if there was one <laughs> slight criticism, and hey, I'm no sculptor, uh, is that his hair does look a bit like Liberace's, but that's uh, you know, it's a minor thing. Whatever, you're an Iron Warrior player. Your, <laughs> your opinion counts for nothing. Yeah. If you just put him in front of a piano, yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> my my only. <laughs> The only Whatever. thing I would Whatever. say is that um, <laughs> at least he's got some hair. <laughs> the, the only thing I would personally criticise is the uh, voice of terror. It's a little bit. It's not as ornate as I would have imagined a Primark. Is that his chainsaw? Uh, his no, bo- it's bolter. the bolt gun. Oh, I can't even. I'll go back to the three sixty view. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just got that little sort of half eagle on the side, isn't it? Yeah. Although, sort of, some people have been complaining about the chainsaw, but when I've seen the chainsaw next to a model. Uh, yeah. The chainsaw is the size of a space marine. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks. So I'm not sure why people can complain about it because they're probably thinking, "Oh, it's only a chainsaw." You know, don't get anything special for chainsaws. It's but just a chainsaw. It's the, let me, it's let the me size of a space marine. Is. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, I mean, I suppose. I mean, his armor is super, super ornate, isn't it? But it still yeah. looks functional. You know, it doesn't as if they've gone yeah. away from the aesthetic of actually, this is a guy who was, you know, would would get into a scrap. Yeah. You know, it's not ceremonial. I mean, it looks lovely, and it looks like it's really well made and stuff, which is with the character. But, but it's it, not fancy. But it's not super fancy. No. And, ah. even and you say that bolter, again, you know, it's got a, you know, looks like it's got like a pearl handle or something. And, uh, you know, but apart from that, it looks like a non-bolter. And I think that is probably in keeping with the character. Yeah. I mean, he's not exactly an ornate no, you know, no, he's not. He's, he's not Fulgrim, is he? No, no, let's no. be honest. No, he's not Fulgrim. So, but, anyway, just a just a brief correction because we are all about correcting, aren't we, Michael? Yeah. The plasma blast gun has two modes of, trans- uh, modes of transport, two modes of fire. So, seventy-two inch range, strength eight, AP two, primary weapon, massive blast. So it fires that two seven-inch <sighs> blast plates, or one when you overload it, primary weapon apocalyptic blast, ten inches, which is strength ten, AP two. So that's no slouch on the gun department, and no, probably no. overlooked by a few people. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, sorry. Okay, um, so yeah, Rogel Dawn, fantastic no. looking model. Yes, um, I think the only criticisms I have the paint job is why didn't they use Alpha Legion on the base? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can, I can see where because I can't. Is it? Well, it's got Night Lords. Lords. Looks like Night yeah, Lords. Yeah, Night Lords. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have done Alpha Legion on the base, but yeah, who cares what I think? 
um okay so so that was Rogaldon. then the the releases that uh the next releases were because you're listening to this on saturday and they haven't been released yet but forge world have put you know pre-orders on the site so we can <laughs> talk about yeah, these we've got um space walls stuff so you've got the um the two gray slayer upgrades packs so the um oh, yeah. so one has of yeah. shields and stuff isn't it yeah five shields five axes mask. eight heads five shoulder pads one torso with a head and one vexilia and then the other one's got um five uh not yeah five not shields taxes <laughs> uh bolt pistols um eight heads five shoulder pads one torso of a head and vexilia that guy's teeth look a bit uh, suspicious the saying which one's that? In the 360, he seems to have uh, fangs for some bizarre reason. Why on earth would that be? Um, they do look great, actually, fangs. I've got to say. No, I yeah. think they look, they look badass. They do. They do. Um, and I'm no fan of the Sons of Russ. But I do, actually, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the conversion, was it Robert who did the conversion using buttons for the shields? Yeah. Mm. They're pretty much spot on, aren't they, what he's done? Yeah, but anyway, I think, they, I think they look good. Yeah, they were. They're, they're, they're really good. And obviously, we will touch on the controversy over the bolt pistols later. Oh, God, really? Uh, Go probably, on. Some... We should probably mention it. Oh, do you want to mention it now? Yeah, well, some people think the iron, yeah. some people think the bolt pistols, the front of them is upside down. Bolt pistol bait. Oh, um... Yes, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. For, Forge Worlds came out and said it's a red, it's a red dot site. It's, it's underneath. It's all good. It was a purposeful design choice. All right. Cool. Okay. Well, that. I mean, if you really want to be funny about it, you just cut it and flip it and glue it. I mean, yeah. If you want to, you know. I can't even see. What, am I missing something here? On the yeah, on upgrade the, pack on two. The sp- oh, upgrade pack two. I'm looking at pack one. Yeah, if you look at pack yeah, two. You look okay. at the, um, the, the, the bolt pistols. Let's have a little look-see. Give you my professional opinion. Okay. Okie dokie. What, what's the problem? Uh, <laughs> you seen the site? <laughs> well, what no. we commonly refer to as the iron site. Yes. You seen where it it's... is? On, yeah, right at the back of the gun. No, it's underneath. No. Oh, yeah, so it is. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting design choice. So a lot of people unhappy. Is it not because they're, like, all gang-style and they're, like, shooting it sideways? <laughs> well, Ford World said it's a laser dot site. <laughs> well, there you go, then. Uh, Makes sense. Especially yeah. as they're using these... I mean, they look, they're almost like, like bolt, bolt gun size, don't they? Those are big old pistols. Yeah. I mean, personally, not that bothered about it. But then again, mm. I don't see myself buying this pack. I'm not. Must admit, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But then this has got the one with the with the gimp mask in, though, isn't it? Those uh, leather masks. Yeah, you got two two yeah, the, guys with the three guys in there with leather masks. Yeah, pack two. Uh, it's, it's obviously going for a spe- specific demographic. Let's just say, yeah. run out the gimp. Okay, and then the Varigar t- Varigir Wolfguard Terminators. Okay, these are the these are, these are the yeah. Controvert. These are the ones, the ones that, we weren't sure about. And... Yeah. Oh, these are these ones again. 
These are the ones where I actually quite like them, and I was really in the minority. No, they're yeah. okay, but it's the only reason I wouldn't get them is loadout. Combi bolters and axes. Yeah. And the ice, ice axes, are they? The frost know. axes, yeah. Frost axes, that's it. It just, the loadout is not good. Ooh, powered gaming. So what's, what would they normally, what, <laughs> what are their other options, I suppose? Uh, I mean, well, they look, okay, I mean. I, you can take yeah. Reaper also cannons, you can take chain fists, um. And I okay. think the problem is because of the shoulder pads, and you've got the yes. um, you've got the fur um, converting mm. to say a chain fist. Um, that's going to be a job and a half, isn't yeah. it? It is a job and a half. So okay. that's the only reason I wouldn't buy them. I might buy them and use them as normal terminators, but not as Varagir. Fair enough. That's right. I like the I like the color scheme they've done on that painting though. Oh, yeah, that. I like that red. It's lovely. It is a nice red. Yeah. It is nice right there. And that's and that's the new releases. So um we'll uh cool. let's go into what we've been up to. Yes, let's do just that. Okay, so what have everyone what's everyone been up to this month then? Well, should we start with uh should we start with Chris? Yeah. It's been yes. So I'm I'm not gonna lie, I've been exceptionally poor this month. Okay. Um, in like time, just change. I've changed jobs, so that's kind of where all my times, um, pretty much gone. Sort of getting that organised. Um, I built. The, I got the um, my Aquilians uh, assembled and sort of half base coated. Okay, um, which is quite good. They're cool. They're very different. Um, in person, as I thought they were going to be. Okay. I haven't built them with the top knots out the top. I've left that off. Um, just because I didn't, yeah, I didn't really see what the point was having it sticking out the back of the armor. Yeah, um, that's kind of been it, like the, you know, the telemon and things. But yeah, it's been a just, my time has been elsewhere with um, over the last sort of three weeks or so. So well, you can't so, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Not a problem. Um, shall I talk about? You've done the most, Michael. So should we leave you to last? Yeah. Okay, you've been a very busy man. <laughs> I have actually. <laughs> um, so I've been still plowing my way through uh, getting my world eaters up to where I've got a fully painted army because that's my goal here. So I finished off and paint well, assembled and painted a Derideo. So I don't have to proxy my Iron Warriors one in anymore. So that's good. So I'm quite pleased with that. Actually, that one's out of all the dreadnoughts that I've painted, um, I like this one the best. It looked really um, good. The, the photos that you got, sent. I've got the white and the. I've sort of got my white tactic now a bit more. Um, I know what I'm doing, if you see what I mean. I still hate yeah. painting with white or on white because it always, you know, it just doesn't give me the results that I like with my sort of more grim dark view. But um, taking a few hints about, you know, using the inks to. and how thick that ink should be. Um, so you don't make them completely grey, but you still get some ink going into the. Um, the kind of like crevices and stuff like that of the yeah. armor and also like using agrax sparingly just around rivets and things so it gives it a bit more definition so i'm quite pleased with him as a rule as a, as a as a model i'm quite pleased how it's turned out so now i'm on to painting the three dread claws that i've got um so i want to get those done uh, for the next uh heresy night which i think is 27th of february um so i want to try and get a fully painted army together and done. So I've just got those three to paint and then I'm done. And then I've got a 
wealth of stuff in my backlog that I need to assemble. But um, I'm not sure what to do about my Cestus Assault Ram, to be honest with you. Um, I just can't, I can't, I just don't like it as a model. So I might look at swapping that for somebody who wants a Storm Eagle or something, um, maybe. But I'm, at the moment, yeah, I'm not, don't think I'm going to use that any further. So, so yes. Um, is, it, is there any particular reason or you just if i'm honest with you it's a bit gamey so excuse me okay. you know so you're gonna have to you know rule of call is not not one on this particular occasion yeah but it's a lot of points yes yeah, for 305 before you do anything with it and you can get i think you can get the job done with a storm eagle cheaper Fair enough. Now I think there's been some discussion because obviously the the assault ram is you know it's it's a it's a beefy flyer I mean it's a, yeah, one it of the most heavily armoured flyers there is but it's still got to come on and also there's always the you know it's a lot of points for delivering a twenty man squad that I think you can get better value from a storm eagle but it only simply it only takes ten it does only take ten but it will take yeah. ten terminators um, yes that so is it does true have that, does have that advantage and. Um, it is, you know, nigh on indestructible, but I think that you can use the Storm Eagle as like a close air support vehicle better because of the range of guns you can put on it. Uh, whereas the uh, Cestus has basically got the big sort of 18-inch melter gun cannon thing, large blast, yeah. uh, and you can upgrade the two wing-mounted two uh, rocket uh, missile launchers. Um, and that's it. Whereas the Storm Eagle, for probably less points, considerably less points, I think, um, you can have you know two twin link mass cannons and a melter gun, and as well as the um, whatever that rocket launcher thing that's got on the top, which is two large blasts, albeit at strength yeah. five. So, well, we will be going into the the Storm Eagle a little later on. So, yes, and the other thing I suppose from my point of view is that the Cestus is a heavy support choice, yeah, rather than a, yeah, rather a, than a fast attack choice of the Storm Eagle, so, and that's a very crowded slot. It is, you know, particularly yeah. if you like tanks, as I do. Um, so, yeah, I think I might be looking to see if somebody wants to do a little deal on that. So, like, would but you anyway. rather have an Arcus or a or a, or a Cestus? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the Cestus just doesn't. Yeah, I think that I'll always know that I think there's a better better vehicle for getting twenty guys or you know ten Terminators into the onto the battlefield. Personally, and I'm sure there's arguments. You know, it's got an invulnerable save and stuff like that, which makes it useful. But you know, uh, if somebody's shooting at you, generally speaking, you're going to jink anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there aren't many, as far as I'm aware. There may be ignores. Well, I suppose the um, Sicarians can do it, can't they? Ignore armor or ignore jink saves. But and also now I think about it, the Arcus. So there are a few, but yeah. Okay. So that's been my main driver, basically. I just want to get that army painted and done so I can feel happy about it. So, Michael. Oh, yeah, I have had a busy month. Um, Heresy-wise. Order Force. Um, Yeah, so I um, started up by painting up uh, five extra guys for my Volkite Culver and Heavy Support Squad for my um, uh, Word Bearers. Right. Um, uh, Is that ten you've got? Yes, a ten. Bring up ten, because ten is 40 shots. And that is just dirty. Do you know what? I'm going to do the same for London Heresy London Heresy event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a ten man squad together. Yeah, because they are they're phenomenal. They they are so yeah. they're so worth their points. You know they they can do, um, you know, infant, they can threaten infantry and light vehicles. 
They can, yeah. So, um, what fantastic. I like about them, I think, also, is that they can... Obviously, if you have a shooting army like Iron Warriors, one of the things you have to... Obviously, you generally want to have your troop, your three troop choices or whatever, going out and trying to capture objectives. Because most games require you to move your scoring unit from A to B. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or to, you know, be on the objective at the end of the, the game. Um, so, obviously, you then have to either keep one... If you've got an objective marker in your deployment zone, you've got to keep one of your troop choices back. But I've thought, actually, if I take a, like you say, a 10-man Volkite Culvern squad, they can sit there on my gun line, shooting things, and still claim an objective. Yes, and they're a huge threat. Yeah. They are, you know, you, you can't ignore them. I mean, the AP5 thing, you know, it's like, well, I don't need to worry about this AP5, but it's the volume of shots and the deflagate if you start taking wounds. 40, sh- 40 shots, strength yeah. 6. Yeah. I mean, how many... Deflagate. So you're going to wound on twos, generally speaking. Yeah, they're going to have to make a lot of saves. Yeah. And how many squads are there that are more than, you know... 10 models realistically you're going to get the number of wounds that you need every day you know yeah i think more often than not what you'd i'd use these for would be against a a small elite squads you know so like your custodies for example just because you're gonna sooner or later you are going to roll a one yeah and it's you know and it's the and you need a lot of volume of shots to actually produce that but you know 40 shots should be enough on a five-man squad to potentially get two ones yeah, you know, just if you yeah. get, or if they hit and wound, of course. But so it's it's that kind of playing the percentages. Definitely, um, oh. and then what I've also done is finished off um, the two. I did the two. You know, the Legion Praetor set. Yes, so this is the one we get the Artificer for armor and the and the Terminator armor. Yep, Terminator. Guy, I yeah. did both of those for my word bearers. So because I needed one and ended up doing the other one as well. Um, and then I've done five extra destroyers for uh, Ultramarine Destroyer Squad. I really like the way you've done these as well in black. I think they look great. Well, that's how it is in the book. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It was interesting. I was reading, a, I don't know what it was on, something about whether destroyers should always be painted black. But yeah, yours look great. And they really are a good contrast to your Ultramarine. Yeah, my my um, fist ones are they're sort of they're very dark grey, black, and then they've just got the yellow on the shoulders. Mm just for the Imperial Fist ones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good good choices. I think I might do mine fluorescent green or something for the Iron Warriors because they're already pretty dark. Just, <laughs> hey, look out for these guys. Uh, <laughs> all, the rad, all the rad weapons they carry. They? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 a bit crazy. Uh, then I did a, um, a Mortis Dreadnought with Laz Cannons, one of the Castafarian ones. So this is the old box Dreadnought. Yeah, box Dreadnought. Ones, aren't they? Um, I'm just wondering if the savings in points will save off Will, will you know will pay off given that it's got slightly lower armor yeah because it's still bs2 and, yeah it is it's still got the same number of shots it has but instead of being able to take uh the cyclone missile launcher or is it havoc yes. missile launcher havoc missile launcher yeah it can take a, it can take hunter killer missiles instead which is better actually i suppose yeah. so that's was the one shot only aren't they but yeah one um, shot only at strength so the only problem you're going to have there is that armor 12 um which is does make them slightly more vulnerable and no invon save of course um you lose the invon you lose the um you lose one point of armor but yeah it's i think it's 35 points cheaper okay that's a fair fair points you can easily spend on something else isn't it so yeah so it's just sort of 
will it work? Will it not? It's just sort of, you know, a bit of an experiment, yeah. really. And you hardly ever see box dreads these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's probably because of the cow set. Um, and there's, you know, people will just split the cow set and, you know, get the contemptors out of that. But you very rarely see the old box dreads. Yeah, well, uh, you can I think I have it lying things. around, so. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've got two of the old, um, the old Chaos Space Marine metal ones. Oh, with the claw um, arms. Yeah, with the claw arms and the plasma cannons. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, well, actually, they might be all right for heresy. They're not too... I've got to look to see if they've got like, loads of Chaos symbols on them, and I haven't. Um, if I ever wanted to do them for me, Iron Warriors, anyway. They look pretty cool, actually. They weigh a ton. God, they're yeah. solid. They did, if I remember. They're all the old yeah, solid metal, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I must admit, yeah, I, sorry, Michael. I must admit, I've been thinking of getting one of the plastic Hellbrook kits and doing it for uh, word bearers. That would work with word bearers, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, get that possession sort of look going. Yeah. But, don't uh, they have a don't they have a possessed dreadnought thing? They do. And I yeah. have it. I've only used it once, but it is absolutely awesome. It is. Uh, oh, it's very brutal. Right, as it, as it should be. It mm, is totally. So then I did a glaive for the word bearers. Oh, this looks great, I think. Well, yeah, it's, I think it's good. Photos that look spectacularly good, mate. And if it's anything like your um, Mastodon, it will look the business. Yeah, same same style. I, I wasn't 100% happy with it, but... Yeah, it looks great. And that's going to the London Heresy, isn't it? Yes, it's going to the London Heresy. Cool. Which, yeah, which is... Uh, yeah, I just thought, you know... Well, I wanted to do it, obviously. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I, that's what I got the uh, word bearer doors for. Yes. So and yeah, then, just, um, just looking at it now, I think, I think it looks really good. Yeah, and then yeah, I like that. building wise, I built another Volkite Culverin squad, but this time for the Ultramarines. You and like the Volkite? I do, I do. And I built an assault squad for the word bearers, Mark Five Armor Assault Squad. Mark Five Armor, you say? Yeah. Is that the Beakies? Is that Beakies? Yeah. No, no, it's the one six? before Beakies. It's the one with all the. Oh, okay. um, Absolutely all of the uh, studs on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Got you. So, um, just Different. Thought, why not? Do, do they do yeah. Mark V? I thought, isn't there one suit of armour that they're only going to do at Warhammer World or something, somebody was saying? Is that Mark VI? I don't know that's on the speeder. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, it's on the speeder. Okay. Yeah. And then I also did the Fermic Plasma Conduits and finished the Planetary Empire stuff for Company of Legends. They look good, actually. I've seen them in the flesh. Uh, you've done a lovely job of those. They look really cool. Yeah. We spent many an hour trying to work out how to do this next stage, which we'll come on to at the... we talk about Company of Legends. We will. So okay. I had to go around. In the end, my poor brain melted about trying to do this without actually seeing the tiles themselves. So I had to go around, to Mar- around Michael's house and sit with him and work and it visualize. out. I did. I just couldn't do it. My, I just couldn't abstract it away. Yeah. So what about games played? Has anyone... I'll leave this to you two. <laughs> <laughs> okay so graham you, you've played a couple of games i've had a couple of games yeah so the think the first one was this was this this month it was because it would be my birthday wouldn't it? it was after the last podcast wasn't it yes so we had a we as promised we decided we've been doing the centurion lists last month and this month we actually played them so uh i had a day off and uh, michael kindly agreed to meet me at battle bunker in sunderland and we um played this centurion style game so 1500 points I used my word bearers, word bearers, world eaters, um, and I think you had your ultramarines, didn't you, Mark? I did, yes. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I've got to say, um, 
was, you know, I'm always a bit reluctant about the Centurion mode because I thought, oh, you know, no tanks, and I love tanks. But it, it had a different vibe, didn't it? It, it? If I'm honest with you, what it reminded me of, and I suspect that's probably why it was done, is it really reminded me of playing third edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or playing third edition, third edition? Third edition tournaments. So when I used to play third edition tournaments uh, at Warhammer World, um, they, you weren't allowed special characters. Um, and there were some, a few other dis- um, kind of restrictions. And it really felt like playing one of those games again. Yeah. Which was great, actually, yeah. I've got to say. So um, my, well, we talked through my list. I basically I took the exact same list as what we talked through. And we, we had great fun, didn't we? We did. I thought it was I, a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was good. I loved the playing the, the World Eaters. And now that I've got into their kind of mindset, you know, where they just, if they see something, they're going to charge it, regardless of whether it's tactically sound or not, which I think is exactly how they should be playing. And then that helps me um, with that army because it, it means I'm not thinking about winning. I'm thinking about how the army plays its story. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's literally how you played it. And um, yeah, it was really good. It was close, wasn't it, as well, if I remember rightly? It was. It, it, was, was. A, it was a proper carnage fest. Your um, Master Signals did a number on me, didn't he, first turn, if I remember rightly? Yes, he did. He, uh, he did a did a lot of damage first turn, and yeah. then did very little else. That's true. That's what, that's what he was there for, wasn't he? He's, he's basically he's a one shot wonder that guy, but yeah. he was pretty good in that. And um, I think I had I had a Derodeo because I don't know why I love Derodeos. Um but yeah, we had a really good match. Uh, I charged forward with my Terminators because that's kind of all I got, um, and they were all on foot because you can't take dread. Drop pods, yeah, but yeah, I did manage. I had one squad deep striking for as a, as a lord of as a um right, not the right of war, the uh, warlord trait. Yeah, yeah, you rolled the um deep striking yeah. one because you had um quad launchers, didn't you? Yes, but I did. Phosphex quad launchers, not phosphex, no. Yeah, so they were raining down on me as I'm trying to run these guns down, um, and then I managed to deep strike my uh, uh, praetor with his squad near Michael and didn't scatter too far. So they took a round of shooting, but then they were in and they're great in close combat. Obviously um, the rage rule is really, really useful. If you get the charge, um, you know, and, and they made a bit of a mess once they got into close combat. So it was really a question of trying to get, I think we were playing a game where it was whoever got into whoever's deployment zone, got the points. I remember rightly. We did. Yes. Uh, I think in the end, it was it a draw or did no, you, no, you, won. you won? You won by oh, two I points. Won, yes. I think I did because I think that you, yeah, I got really lucky, didn't I? Um, and you had one shot to win it, which was to, which would have killed the one troop that one guy I had left who was a troop in a troop choice who was basically capturing, you know, he's a scoring unit. He was in the deployment zone. And I think you nearly killed him, didn't you, if I remember rightly. And I just managed to make a save. Yeah, he had one wound left. Yeah. That's, so, that's a kicker. So, yeah, so I think it was, it was good. Great fun game. Really enjoyed it. And, um, uh, of course, we'll I, did, I didn't play. score any points because yeah. you managed to kill all my guys with your Derrideo. Yeah, he was so great. The, so the Derrideo was more used than we thought it was going to be. The Derrideo, because the thing about the Derrideo is the, the, the last cannon one? The last cannon one, so yeah. But yeah. The, the real good weapon on that in that kind of game isn't the last cannon. It was the missiles. It's that no line of sight needed missiles. Yeah. Because they're, you know, AP3, and Michael didn't have any much in the way of AP2, did you? Uh, sorry, you didn't have much of 2 plus <coughs> armor. Most of it was AP3. Most of it was 3-plus armor. And we had quite a uh, built-up uh, environment as well, didn't we? It was like a cityscape. Oh, okay. So yeah. there was lots of places to hide and things. So I think I had a 
couple of quarters. I can't remember what my list was, but anyway, a couple of quarters. Suffice to say, Terminators yes. and yeah. the Derrideo. Derrideo. That was basically it, and they all kind of ran forward well, in the crazy. I can tell you exactly because I've got the list up here actually. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so my my normal thing I think was the Praetor with um, digital yeah. lasers. Free squads, ter- free squads of Terminators, Praetor yeah. with uh, digital lasers and a uh, combi bolter and a Paragon blade. Yes. Uh, two Contempt of Cortices. Yes. And the Derrideo. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was, you know, I just ran them. That's what they do. They run. Well, they don't run because they can't because they're in Catafracti, but they hobble menacingly towards the guns of the Ultramarines. Saunter. Saunter nonchalantly yeah. up, up the avenue. And uh, they got shot to bits, but they managed to do enough. It was good. It was good fun. So, yeah, very pleased with them. So that was the first game, and then uh, which was really good, really great fun game. Um, and I would, like I said, I would recommend give Centurion mode a go. Um, it doesn't take long to play a game, obviously, because it's 1,500 points. And it, do you know what? It actually works. I was wondering whether Heresy works at that point level, but it works if you don't have all the expensive tanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Give it a go. Um, I would. Um, I think it's a really well. F- you know, it is restrictive, but it, the restrictions make total sense. They make for a good game. Um, the second game would obviously be at um, the the sort of monthly Heresy Nights that, that are, are now running at um, Whitley Bay, uh, which is run by uh, from Richie, um, and it's like a ongoing campaign that, that he's running. So there's, I think, there's about ten of us, ten to twelve of us, um, that meet up. Uh, and it's really it's a great night. I really enjoy these nights because it's a it's quite a small venue. It's just like a, a room in a sort of church hall sort of thing, um, but it's quite close to what we're seeing. Everybody kind of knows everybody, and uh, all the games are, that I've played anyway have been in really great uh, spirit, uh, and have been, uh, uh, been a lot of fun. And there's a quite a lot of banter between us all and stuff. You know, Christians there and John's there, so that's always good. Um, and you know, some other people that I haven't played before, which is also really good. So uh, I played against Robert, and I haven't played Robert before, and he had um, Space Wolves. So he had uh, Russ in the Russ in the party bus. So that was uh, the sort of Russ with some, I don't know what they were, Grace Slayers or something, uh, with an Apocalypse 3. Uh, and that, the, the um, oh yeah, the super, the super character that, that Space Wolves get, uh, which is the combined apocryphy and uh, chaplain, wolf priest? Yeah, as as will be, I suppose. I don't know what they're called now. Yeah, uh, speaker of the dead. Yeah, so I think they get the same rules as a chaplain, i.e., hatred, uh, and also they can the gift feel a pain, don't they? Mm-hmm. So that's a good unit, like that's a good combo. But not, uh, cause I don't think it gives you quite as good a feel no pain as a normal. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Does. To be fair. It doesn't. I think it's six plus feel no pain. So, but anyway, that in a Spartan, uh, and then he had a couple of uh, veteran squads, hoof in a boot, um, and I had my word bearers. Uh, so this is two and a half thousand points. These lists. So I had my word bearers. I had three uh, Cortus contemptors. I had one normal contemptor with uh, the Volkite, whatever the Volkite is, on the Dreadnought. Uh, not the Caliber, the bigger one. Culver. Anyway, Culver, yeah. but not the crazy big one. Desperate yeah. trying to find the book. Yeah, yeah Culver, so many yeah. different Culver and the Melter Gun. And then I had the Derrideo, of course, because I you know, don't leave home without it. And uh, three Dreadclaws. Or two Dreadclaws, I can't remember. Oh, and a Knight. So that I, I kind of swapped swap my army around because... Uh, the 
transporting uh, three three hundred and whatever points for the Cestus, I realised actually that's almost the same as a as a knight knight gallant, and uh, I thought that's... a knight gallant's pretty cool, so that's what I had instead. So I had a knight gallant. So yes, I was you know I'd, I'd up I'd up the ante slightly, but you know it was close combat only. It wasn't shooty, which kind of fitted with how I wanted things to be. Plus, he did have a Spartan, and not only that, that Spartan had our Mr. Russin, yeah. who I have an immense amount of respect for after trying to kill him. <laughs> so, so basically, this this was one of those... Um, so the kind of rules... Uh, I had no cover on my side of the board at all, none. Not a, not a, not a jot of it. Um, and the space walls were in the kind of cityscape at the other end of the battlefield and basically the rules were that if uh, i would get two points for every um sort of scoring unit that got into the deployment zone and one point for every uh, denial unit in the deployment zone and uh, the space rules would get uh, if uh, if i had no scoring units in their deployment zone they would get 10 points if they had no scoring units in the no man's land bit then they would get five points so basically they had to kill me and i had to get there yeah so I got the first. I think I went first by default. I don't think he seized. He may have done, but it usually happens. Whenever I get first turn by default, the person naturally always seizes. But I think this time, but I didn't have a lot to do in the first turn other than run towards the impending death that was Russ in the Spartan. And his but, so I put the Quartus Contemptors there because I figure, well, you know, they can hold him up for a little bit maybe if I'm lucky and try to get my, my Terminators into the deployment zone because they're the scoring unit. Um, I didn't get the uh, what I was hoping for, which was the deep strike um, warlord trait. But anyway, we charged forward as we do. Russ came out. I charged the knight forward because I figured the knight would be, you know, he he may be able to smash through the Spartan. Um, it didn't quite pan out like that because what happened was I I kind of went forward. I didn't. I was hoping to be able to side shoot the Spartan to avoid its flare shield to at least stop it. You know, so when yeah. you're when you're shooting against Spartans. If you're a, you know, the rule of thumb here is you need to stop them in the first turn. So you either need to destroy them or, or immobilize them turn one. Because turn two, they're going to drive, you know, they're going to probably go 12 inches in the first turn. They're going to go six inches and then deploy six inches and they're going to be on you. Yeah. So I knew I had to try and stop this bloody Spartan. Unfortunately, it didn't work out like that. And in fact, in the first turn, I shot it, didn't do anything. And he shot and immobilized my Derodeo. So curses. Damn. But we managed to push up, so you knew how to deal with this. And in the first turn, so basically, uh, imagine, if you will, the left-hand side of the board, uh, there's a Spartan with Russ in it, and on the right-hand side of the board, there's two veteran squads in a building. And I've basically split my forces, so I've got my all my three, four Dreadnoughts and the Knight on the left-hand side. And uh, on the right-hand side, I've got two squads of Terminators. And the third squad of Terminators, which is mine with my Praetor in, is kind of in the middle. And like I say, on his side, it was basically, he had, oh, that's what he had, something else I forgot, completely forgot to tell you about. Um, he had the Spartan, Russ in the Spartan with a big load of Grey Slayers, whatever they were, with the with this Wolf Priest. He also had two Xiphons. Was it two Xiphons? I can't remember. He had some Flyers, let's put it that way. I yeah, Xiphons. Yeah, two Xiphons. So they were coming in in formation um, from sort of turn two onwards. So I knew that I was going to be under a, a fair bit of um, shooting and that there wasn't really a great deal I could do about it other than hope I could weather the storm and just get somebody into those deployment zones. 
but so turn one, I charged forward. Turn two, he shot me, moved. Um, he actually got Russ out of the um, Spartan turn one because I was that close and then charged my squad. Um, I, so basically my Praetor squad got charged. Uh, but weirdly enough, I managed to survive the first round of combat. Well, I say I managed to survive the first round of combat. He didn't kill me completely outright, which was a surprise to everybody, including me. Um, so I think I had at the end of the first round of combat, I got really lucky and I had, um, I, oh, I have Primus Medicae as well with me um, in my Praetor squad. So I think I had the, the Primus Medicae, one Terminator and my Praetor left. They failed their leadership and they ran back. So they were out of combat. Um, but that level obviously left Russ to do it. So turn two, I charged my knight into Russ, figuring right, D weapons, come on, I can yeah. do this. Yeah, he's no slouch against vehicles either, is Russ. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I managed to, I think he, he kind of tore me a new one. Um, but, but as it turns out, he didn't kill me in the first turn, which was great. Um, so I think I had one whole point left. Uh, and I managed to get a stomp attack off, so I actually killed some people with the stomp, which was cool. cool. Um, I'd moved my guys forward, so I was trying starting to threaten the um, veteran squads. Um, the rest of my um, uh, dreadnoughts had kind of moved into the deployment zone as well, and they were kind of causing a little bit of bother, but nothing special. And they were trying to basically close combat the Spartan to death. Turn two, the Xiphons turned up, blew up a load of stuff, because they just came sweeping in very coolly, I must say, kind of like, you know, close air support style shot up a load of guys, shot up a load of dreadnoughts, carnage everywhere. And me going, mm, there's nothing I can do about this. Because I think the, the, the Derrideo was obviously pointing in a direction. And because it's immobilized, they can no longer kind of pivot or, you know, turret, you know, whatever. So it just sort of sit there shooting forward. Um, so he managed to cleverly maneuver himself so I couldn't shoot him, which was exactly what I would have done. But he just went to town with me, just basically fly around shooting it willy nilly. Um, but the combat with Russ was cool. Um, he basically tore up the, um, the, um, the night in the next round, it blew up. I was thinking, great, go on, blow up D weapon, you know, for the middle of the Titanic explosion. And it's going to take Russ. Yes, vengeance. It did. It hit Russ, but it didn't do anything because it never does. I think it kind of killed a couple of guys, maybe. So I kind of did mm. something in, in death. I still managed to, to, to dish it out. But this is the interesting thing, and this is where the difference is. My troops rallied in turn three. And Russ, by this point, decided to turn around and head towards where the, his own deployment zone to try and get my guys that were, were heading towards his veteran squads. Now, what I could have done is thinking, oh, I've got a one troop choice here, one guy in a troop choice. What I could do is just hide and, you know, make sure that I'm in that middle deployment zone so that he doesn't get the points. But these are, these are world eaters. They're not going to hide. So I chased Russ with my three guys left. They died. But, you know, it's the principle of the thing. Yeah. So anyway, all came to all. Um, once we tied the points up, I managed to get a squad into the ruins, which gave me, um, I might have been two squads into or Yeah, I think I got first, or whatever it was. Basically, I ended up with five points because I've got two squads into the thing, plus I added a single denial unit, which I forgot about, into the deployment zone. And he, I didn't have anything in any of my scoring units or denial units in the no man's land, so he got five points. So I thought I'd lost, but I'd actually managed to get a draw which is very cool. So excellent, fun game. And again, all about how you play the game makes a massive difference, I think. It's just that whole 
you know, not really caring about the result, but caring about the story that you're telling. Very cool. Yeah, because you could have just hidden those guys and... Exactly. And I, them, and I think know. I probably would have done a year ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, really ple- I'm pleased with myself. I've made a massive journey. Do you think if you played... <laughs> or do you think if you played your... Um, Iron Warriors would I play Iron Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? There's a very good chance I would have done. And I suppose it's... You know, how do you reconcile the two? I know that I've got a theme and there's a story behind the World Eaters. Yeah. Which means that, you know, they would they would see Russ, I think, as a as a not somebody to be avoided, but somebody to test their metal against. You know, and they may be What's, slightly crazy and they've got these nails in their head and whatnot, but yeah. I just don't think there's any way that they would ever not they would ever hide. I think they would always mm. try and charge and, and prove, you know, their their metal in close combat wherever possible. So I think you're right. If I'd been playing the Iron Warriors, I may have been slightly more tactical. It would have been within character. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been as much fun, if I'm honest. So, um, so yeah, it's it's a very interesting one. It's like, actually, now that I'm playing another army and playing that army in a way that is less, feels less competitive, it's yeah, actually... Yeah, so this is a more narrative army as opposed to... Yeah, and I know people, you know, Christian's moaned about how powerful he thinks my army is, but he always does. But you know what? How you play it's really important, which is a very important point to make, I suppose, is that, you know, sometimes you may come up against armies that look really, really powerful on paper, but how you play them can also have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, an inter- it's a good point you make there, Chris. Would I have done the same in my, with my Iron Warriors? Don't think so. I think they would, have been, they would have been able to make a more tactical choice, I think, and maybe make Russ split his direction to come and take two things rather than go for one, so... So, yeah, that's me rabbiting on about my games, but they were very good. I've, I've had two really good games this month. Whereas my game, my game against Gareth went horribly wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, for I me, could, it did. I, I could see that, yeah. So this is Magnet. I'll go and talk us through it, mate, because it's a little brutal. Um, yeah, so I took, I, I was I was dropped a hint that I would be facing Magnus. So... I took what I thought was going to be a horrid army with quad mortars and Volkite culverins and um, put in my Laz Cannon der- uh, 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 mortis. I just finished painting that day. Um, three Medusas and a Siege Breaker. That's a, that's a fair chunk of, of template Yeah, those are big numbers. So he got turn one because that was the way it set up. He was set up as, as in the ambush. Actually, before you go any further, just to so we all got kind of hints, didn't we, as to who we were going to play because Rich had written the narrative beforehand. Yes. So I kind of knew that Russ, because because in part of the story it said that Russ has noticed that you know the sons of Angron are you know massing outside this particular city. So I kind of had a thought, well, I bet Russ is going to actually turn up here. So that's you know why I took what I did. So did you get a similar thing in your kind of story? Yes. Yeah, I did. Right. Well, she's downstairs, so I can't remember, and I can't remember what the story was. Got you. That's the, I distinctly remember seeing the words "Russ" and "Oh God, look out for Russ." Not written <laughs> in quite that, that, but it, that, was, that was what the message I got really. Yeah. So very cool. So I took a tough list. Uh, so he had turn one, turn one, quad mortars, Medusas, all three of them, and Med- uh, uh, Mortis, all gone. Wow. And that was just Magnus. Never. How did he do that? He's got Nova D powers. 
so oh. aren't Nova's like area of effect from the model outwards? Or am I, is that wrong? Uh, oh, I can't remember, but uh, he's got he's got D powers and D power smite. I know and... he's got a, he's got a range D power D power smite. Is that like if he rolls a certain number or something? It's 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 horrid. It's utterly horrid. He was using the you know I had to get is that sh- are you sure that's right? Are you sure that's right? And he was showing me the book and it was like oh crikey! I love find so many rules and I'm thinking this can't be right. This can't be right. No, it was it was right. Magnus literally by himself uh, demolished my entire army. He's a monster, isn't he? I'm so glad that I phosphorexed the bejesus out of him when I had a chance. <laughs> he is. He is with the right powers. Mean, very mean, very mean. That's, I'm so let me just get this right. Three Medusas, Anum, Box Dreadnought, and what else was it? The three Quad Mortar Rapiers. Truth, oh, that's. I mean, that's a lot of wounds just in the Quad Quad Mortar Rapiers. I just suppose D weapons, isn't it? Yep. God, that sounds absolutely unbelievable. Okay, we'll have to. Uh, that, that sounds like we need a forensic investigation of that because that sounds really nasty and one to be watch out for. Unfortunately, I've only ever had a game against Magnus once, and I managed to kill him before he did anything too serious. Well, that was bathroom. Good home. That well, I didn't get turn one. Had I got turn one, hopefully yes. I may have been able to, you know, do a little bit of damage. But sure, no, he had so many, so many warp charge dice. It was. Well, yeah, I guess it also the whole the whole whole army throws dice into the pot, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that was nice. that was fine. It was over in three turns. Jeez. Damn. So that was it just fun. Magnus? I mean, is it is he that? I mean, it's that, I mean, if he does that kind of kicks that out, I mean, that's what five hundred points for the three Medusas or four hundred and fifty odd, isn't it? No, it's well, one fifty for a Medusa, isn't it? One fifty five, yeah. I think. So, you know, so it's at 450, yeah, 470. The, the quad launchers are 60-odd points to throw, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Possibly more. And and the there are, the um, box dreads for another 100 or so points, isn't it? I mean, that's a thousand. Well, 65, I think. Yeah, so you're probably looking at about 1,000 points from a 2,500-point army from one figure in one turn. It's the Mind Wrath thing, isn't it? That's what does it. It could be. I think it's exactly. um so I just grabbed the Inferno book that he's in. Got you. So he, when he manifests a Witchfire power, uh, he can declare the use of Mind Wrath. So he's done for any dice are rolled to manifest the power in question. The required warp charge to manifest the power is increased by plus two. However, right. if the power is successfully manifested, add 2d6 to any listed strength value and double the listed range. If this would result in the strength value... Uh, which result in a strength value of 11 or higher, the attack has the destroyer special rule. So, yeah. Flipping heck. <laughs> so smite, smite hasn't got a strength. Smite just does a, does a, just a wound, isn't it? There's no strength value on smite. But I suppose the other ones, like you say, double the range. Yeah. So I think it's 18, they're now 36. I mean, that's massive. Yeah. 36 inch D weapon. Struth. And if it's a Nova power, that is all the way around, isn't well, it? Nova's, I think. I forget the rule book out. 
you've got me confused. You've got me curious now, Michael. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I, I, I remember there being mention of Nova. It was, it was um, traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. So I didn't know he could do that. I mean, I suppose so. That's plus two to the warp charges. So if you had a, a I can't remember how you do it. In, um, so it's isn't that normally to get, you need a seven, don't you? And you throw X amount of dice to get that. Is that right? Yeah, I can't remember how you do it now. In, no, no, you roll, you you roll dice to uh, you roll dice for um, you manifest the powers on a free plus or. But you have to roll the, the amount of you have to get the amount of successes of the cost yeah. of the power. That's right. It's a, it's four plus, isn't it, to get the for every dice over. Yeah, so basically everything that's three plus it counts as one warp charge, doesn't it? Yeah. And a, if you yes. get a double six or in that lot, then it's a perils of the warp. Yeah. But this is yeah. so his, but his thing means that you have to roll basically get two extra successes every time. Sure, but they've got that so, many. Yeah, that many dice so you can do it. So smite. Yeah. Is a witch firepower. So smite's usually range eighteen, strength four, AP two, assault four. Okay. So what you're saying there is, if you would add two to the warp charge, so it become warp charge three. Yeah. 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 The range would go to thirty six. Yep. And you roll, what, 2d6 for the strength? You add 2d6 to, so the, you, to the strength. Yeah. So if you roll seven or more with two dice, that would then be a d assault four weapon. Yeah. Strength, yeah, strength d yeah. assault four. 36 inch. Holy molasses, that's evil. Very. So I'm guessing each did, so you probably would have shot that at the squadron of um, Medusas because... One D weapon hit should be enough to potentially take out one um, Medusa. So obviously all of the penetrating hits go all the way across. So you're going to take the whole squad out with just a smite, effectively. Yeah. Before we've even got into anything that's got Nova charges and goodness knows what else. Blimey, that's really, really serious. Okay. One to avoid. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Nice. It was, as I said, very brutal. Yep. That is I, think really... I think my, you know, if, that, if I'd been sort of in your position, I'd been sitting down looking for a new army at that point. Well, yeah, we're just praying for some sisters of silence to show up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but it was, yeah, that was that was fun. Mind you, today, <laughs> I suppose you could argue that you know there is. There is grounds for that, isn't there? I mean, in the, the the book Thousand Sons, he takes on a um, phantom elder titan on his own and knacks it. Mm-hmm. So the guy's no slouch. Oh, no. But you have to ask the question. If it, you know, if he'd stopped moping about the place, realised he'd, he'd knack the warp, you know, the, the webway, all right, yeah. it's done, get over it and go and kill all the space wolves, I think we'd have much more... <laughs> <laughs> he could have had a much happier time of it. I'm just saying, he must have just accepted the fact he'd, he'd knacked it, not sat in his tower and moped about it and let all of his guys die. He should have got just, out there and just, just started tearing faces off. Just gone full rogue to start with. Might as well. I mean, just, you're done. He's not going to forgive you. You know, he's not the sort of forgiving type, the emperor. You might as well just go, right, sod it. I'm full on heretic. Boom. You know, have some of this, you filthy dog lovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so shall we uh, move on to what's been going on? <laughs> I'm not bitter about that, but I just want to point that out. You know, yeah. I, I really like the <laughs> Thousand Sons. I like them a lot. And uh, I like their uh, their humanity. And then reading the Thousand Sons book made me 
you know, it, it hurt, man. It got me right in the feels. Right in the feels. <laughs> <laughs> you feel the way about them about the way I feel about iron hands. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Michael. Please do carry on. I keep nope. interrupting your fantastic narrative. No problem. Shall we move on to uh, the, the State of the Union? What's been going on in, in the news? I assume you lost if it was all over in three turns. You didn't magically yep. turn this around. No, I lost. Them. I did not turn it around. Rampage. It's not even, wor- it's not even worth talking about. It was just done. <coughs> I turned yeah, up, that's... put my models down, took them off. I think the only thing I managed to do was drop an assault squad behind his Arcus and oh, yeah. um, melt a bomb that to death. Oh, well done. Did, did... Did he not offer to go same again, but I'll take Magnus out? No. <laughs> but it was sort of like, so, yeah. Okay. That's really brutal. Like, I've got to say that that is seriously brutal. So, your person to avoid, Magnus. Definitely. Right. <laughs> Very good. Actually, does anybody know how Sisters of Science would affect Magnus? Do they affect him? Can he ignore yes. their, yeah. they do. Their, um, yeah. their bubble of, you're not psychic powering me, matey. Nope. They, they do the same thing they do to everyone else. So. <coughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. you just got to get okay. them near him. Yeah, I guess there is that. But then I suppose, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the whole reason for them. Yep. Makes absolute sense. Okay, very cool. So, um, shall we do State of the Union? Do you want to... Um, yes, State of the Union. <laughs> Okay, so we'll have a look at uh, what's been going on in the world of heresy this month. And there's actually been quite a bit going on. So that, so what is the State of the Union? Um, well, the first thing is the something we missed off last month, because I forgot to put it in the show notes, was the uh, Black Library open submissions window is open. So if you've got any right. budding authors out there, um, go for it. Um, so I know someone that did this uh, a couple of years ago, I think now. So... So I think it's worth you know worth, worth giving a go if you're in that way inclined. Yeah, I mean, obviously they got a few they've gotten a few new writers that way in the past. Um, Ian St. Martin, uh, Robbie McNiven, um, and they both recently wrote Horse Heresy Primark audio dramas. So can we talk about your interview? Are we going to wait because that I that's mean, I've next just month. Got to say, I know it's next month, but I've got to say for next month, you Edge of Empires fans, all two of you. We've got a spectacularly awesome, That's really, really good, brilliant interview that Michael's done uh, with Robbie, and he mentions this specifically uh, as as how he how he got into uh, being an author. So um, you'll see hear that next month. It is absolutely excellent. But just on the sort of it does it is related because obviously um, you know that whole submissions route was was how we how we got the call, yeah. sort yeah. of. Yeah, so um, the only thing is they don't want any heresy uh, book stories. <sighs> I can kind of understand that, though, because they'll come to that point, of, sort of, they're looking to end it for the, in the, the heresy, aren't they? They come to that point where it's Siege of Terror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I suppose they don't really want to take on... Yeah. <sighs> so... better, better burn that manuscript. God. <laughs> well, just well, adapt the... it for 40k. Yeah. Just dirt. change Scissors of Silence to Scissors of Battle, and then you're fine. Yeah. How do you know there was just a silence in it? Because you're my brother. <laughs> I don't want to know what's in this story, do I? There's going to be tentacles and best, stuff, isn't there? It's, it's best left in fan fiction. Yeah, okay. That strange place where Fifty Shades of Grey was born and worse has come since. 
You know, that actually started out as Twilight fan fiction. It did. It totally did, didn't it? So there's hope for me yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh. with you, Fifty Shades of Grey is something completely different, but yeah. Yes, it is. It totally is. But anyway, I mean, you know, why not give it a go? I think that was basically what Robbie was saying, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So far as, like, you know, you've got nothing to lose. If you've got an idea, write it. You know, you could do it. So Definitely. really encouraging and, and a very inspiring stuff that you said. Yeah. So uh, then there was the new knight model, the knight armager. Yes, which I've just had a yeah. look at. Yeah, they announced that at the Las recording. Announced that at the Las Vegas Open, um, and the word from the weekend is that it will get rules for heresy. Cool. Okay, I'm guessing it'll be a Mechanicum only when it does because it's quite a Mechanicum heavy kit from the look of it. Okay. It looks a bit like you know that the one with the two big big guns. Yeah, yeah. the um, ad uh, Atropos. Oh, I yeah. No, not no. the Atropos. The Atropos is great. The other one, you know, the one with like the massive, they look like they should be plasma blast cannons, but they're not. Christian had one. Oh, the, because of the P? P, yeah. Oh, Proparium. Yeah, but this is like much smaller. Yeah. A... Okay, right, got you. This is Tiny Knight. Pretty... Oh, these are the little knights, aren't they? Yeah, they're little. Oh, that's right, yeah. So these are like the mini knights, not the knight-sized ones and not titan-sized ones, but they're like, the... oh, yes. Sort of one man. Actually, wait a minute. Knights are one man anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to confuse myself. They're sort of ridden by, ridden by the not so great people. Okay. Kind of like the sort of serfs of the night world. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then there was Rogel Dawn's reveal, but we already <coughs> spoken about Dawn. So. Yeah. Yep, okay. We've already plenty of squeeing over that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> then Games Workshop are opening up the Warhammer Cafe. In Grapevine, Texas, which sounds like Grapevine, a... Texas. That sounds like a great place. It, I, it no sounds idea. like a really odd place to do it. Uh, I've no idea where Grapevine in Texas is. I think it's outside Fort Worth. I think when Fort Worth. I think. think they do it around somewhere like near where like Adepticon is held or something like that. Uh, or I don't know. Well, I, I, there must be a massive forty k scene in Texas, I guess. I was going to say there is actually, yeah, there is. Yeah, and Texas is, you know, reasonably central. Yeah, I suppose. And then you've got the airport, which isn't, you know, which is a pretty major hub. Because yeah, and it's quite near the airport. It is. It is Fort Worth. Okay, got you. So Dallas, Fort Worth. Wow, that sounds so so cool. Yeah, but then you know, I suppose. Us English people growing up. Yes, it's not too far. Well, I say it's not too far from Dallas. We're about a six-hour drive on that map. But um, okay, that's really cool. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe it was where they did like a massive demographic poll of the number of people buying stuff. But yeah. if I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, although they have their production facility in Memphis, I understand that they actually have their head. Well, their, their, you know, their administration functions in Dallas. Okay, right, fair enough. Oh, okay, so it might enough. be the case that they have the building, the cafe, and then the building also. Got so uh, te- Texas next year, then, lads. Yeah. Road trip. Ade- Adepticon, Texas, all in the same time. Where is Adepticon? Chicago. Las Vegas. Yes, oh. yeah, Chicago. You get this, the Las Vegas Open. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Adepticon's in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. And then there was okay. uh, obviously Bolt Pistol Gate, which we mentioned. But that does seem like a lot of effort for a very small reward, if I'm honest with you. But anyway, <laughs> fair enough. You know, 
people haters gonna hate yes but did you know that it was the same guy who did the praetor and the varagir and he's actually left forge world because of the backlash against the models well i can't say i blame the poor chap no he's had gotten quite a bit of stick so i feel bad now yeah (laughs) so do i at least i was like all four is you know one of them i mean i disliked one of his models yeah okay they were a style it it wasn't not the varagir didn't wasn't my cup of tea but i quite like the praetor yeah the praetor was okay and my biggest problem with the varagir was simply loadout you've got to say though you know the the guy's obviously trying to put a different his own individual spin on things you know so you can say oh actually you know that's got its own unique style now that style may not be to everybody's liking but fundamentally, you're trying to do something potentially slightly different with the models rather than just showing out the same model that you've seen all this well, time. So. And also, someone must have signed off those models, you're those exactly, designs. You're exactly right. So, know, he wouldn't have just been given carte blanche, would he? I mean, yeah. about do what you want, mate. Yeah, serious yeah pretty much. Um, it's very weird, though. But yeah, I can imagine... I mean, it's probably a topic for another time, I guess, but that whole... It feels like, you know, when people aren't happy about something, they're super vocal about it now. And, you know... Maybe because of the book, the internet making that, you know, a couple of angry people can make a forum look like everybody's angry. But, you know, that, that whole sort of thing does seem slightly, particularly with the fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Well, also, games are actually much more that way inclined now. You know, they're much more social media friendly and active. So, true enough. Whereas, yeah. the, you know, five, ten years ago, well, five years ago, probably they were just gone, we don't care. Yeah, I guess you're right. And also, you know, if, if they made a bad model, you know, back in the metal cast days and, you know, I went to the local shop when I was a teenager and picked up and went, God, that's shite. Excuse my language. Um, the only people who would have known about that would have been me and probably that, the yeah. people in the shop. Yeah. Um, but now, of course, you can then voice your opinion, on, you know, for the world to hear and, and keep, you know, keep banging it on about it all the time. So anyway, slightly weird, definitely off topic, but an interesting one. Something that I'm, yeah, very interested in. Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't know the bloke had resigned because of that, which is yeah, yeah somebody's livelihood. That what was a shame. Um, okay, so moving on, Warhammer Fest tickets are on sale now. Uh, Thirty-two pounds for a weekend ticket, or twenty pounds for a Saturday ticket or a Sunday ticket. Golden Demon is on Sunday, um, and as usual, we're expecting some early releases from Ford World. Okay, so you're going, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I bought a ticket for Sunday when, to see the Golden is Demon. Uh, is the oh god, we got it in there. Oh, sorry. It is. Um, Throw an awkward question at you. No, no, we were going to mention it. It is the 12th and 13th of May. Oh, okay, cool. See, not a million miles away. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you could ask me, and I'm, I'm not. I've got a pretty full calendar. Yeah, yeah. yeah my calendar is filling up. So. <laughs> Uh, we've got, um, I'm trying to think, so obviously March we've got Company of Legends, April I've got 30k channel, you're going, down, got, you're going down to potentially Warhammer World anyway, May we've got um, London London Heresy as well, so yeah, yeah. and then a couple of months. June I've got the Games Expo. You have, so yeah, anyway, yeah. I've never been to one of these. They're quite good, I went, I've, I, the last year I've been to two of them out of the three, two out of the three. Um, okay. I, I missed last year's because it was the weekend before the UK Games Expo. Um, right. So, so sell it to me. What do you get to see? Because for those uh, of us who see the photos of new models, is it? I mean, 
I guess it's probably quite a chew on to queue up and whatnot. Probably really busy as well, isn't it? Uh, it's reasonably busy, but it's in the Rico Stadium in um, Coventry. Um, right. and they've got quite a lot of, um, you know, exhibition area there. Um, you've got your hobby pods um, where, you know, you can see the painters do the, um, do, do, you know, see them paint stuff. Give, they can give you, they'll give you tips. They'll, um, you know, they'll uh, um, show you to do things. Like I've done a, um, I did a how to paint Death Guard with Emma, who used to work on the um, YouTube channel. Oh, right. Um, she doesn't mm. anymore, but um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I've seen Duncan do a few things as well. Um, and uh, then they've got the, you can meet the model designers. So, you know, the, the Forge World have the guys out there like Will Hayes and et cetera. Uh, who who are who are there and talking about you can chat with them about what the design choices they made and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Uh, and okay. Then also writers and artists Ooh. and black library authors as well. I've got to say now that after listening to your interview, which I'm keep going on about because I think it's that good, I would actually quite like to meet some more authors. Now, previously to that, I must admit I wasn't massively interested. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Lindsay and Megan are driving me down, and then they're leaving me in Coventry and going to Cabri World. Oh, yes. Sent to Coventry. Sent to Coventry. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, right. And then for Custodes players who want to play 8th edition 40K, um, Forge World released beta rules for some of the, for some of the, uh, you know, the Forge World units. Um, okay. Yeah. For the the Colada's Grav Tank, the Kronos Grav Carrier, and the Contemptor Achilles Dreadnought, as well as a new dread unit called the Contemptor Exemplar. Which so the, the Achilles is like the Dread Spear, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. But you can take um, one of each thing. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, which is kind of annoying because I have three of the Caladius Grav Tanks, and if I only use one, then. Oh, I see, like the relic rule. Yeah, you're going to take one of the cool uh, dread spear, dreadnought stuff like that. So, oh, okay. No, no telemon rules yet. No telemon rules. No yet, telemon no. rules. Just, just those three units there. <clears throat> the four units. Yeah. Um, okay. None for the little other little speeder um, things either. Okay. But they're in the beta rules, aren't they? So I'm sure they'll. Yeah, end they'll time. be they'll be coming, and, they, and they've set up a thing for you know giving us feedback, which is pretty yeah. good. So they're asking people to email them feedback. I know them. Okay, that's good. That's a nice chance, isn't it? It is. I think they they, they well they promised it when they said about the Custos getting full rules, didn't they? And um, before the codex release, they put it on that on the community website that the rules would be coming out at some point for the cust for the Forge World models. So I think a lot of people have been going, well, "Where are they? Where are they?" Okay, right. Nice. They're soliciting the feedback as well, then. Yeah. Touch. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then we've got uh, something else, not entirely heresy related, but um, Games Workshop has started a most sporting award um, following the uh, story from the LVO, um, where oh, basically, yeah, incredible a player in the story. semi-finals of the 40k event, Alex Fennell, basically was put in a really impossible position in the game, and he could have kicked off, um, but he was such a good sport that the co-founder of Riot Games, where Graham McNeil and Laurie Golding now work, uh, gave him five five thousand dollars because he was such a good sport. Um, which he then donated to a children's hospital or hospice where his uh, other half works, and then he sweet talked his employer into doubling that into matching that money, 
and then Games Workshop went and matched it as well. Wow, so that's awesome, isn't it? So what happened? I can I can talk you through it if you like. Yeah, because I, I I had I hadn't okay. seen I haven't I haven't seen the details. I've seen sort of bits and pieces, but I hadn't seen the. So this is the, this is the where details. this is where this is where competitive play goes wrong. Michael, you can put me right if I've got any of the details because this was a very interesting story to me because it. it so what happened is, this guy, um, there was semi-final, so it, you know it's important. I yeah. guess. So the guy that he was playing setting up and he took i think he took an hour it was a two and a half hour game he took an hour to set up okay mm. so his opponent was already kind of felt like he was sledging i deliberately slowing things down so it's taking a long yeah. time to deploy and i don't think they had a limit on the deployment time okay so when this guy started deploying yeah, he was conscious of the fact that he didn't have a lot of time to do it because he wanted to obviously get the game on and so what it is, he put down a particular unit. Now, I don't know what this unit was. Michael, you may be able to help me. I think it was like I, some sort of assassin or something like that. I think it may have been an assassin, yeah. Yeah. Now, the rules for this assassin say that you have to deploy him last in your deployment phase. Okay? Yeah. So what he did is he put him down first or, uh, yeah, first, I think. And this, yeah, his opponent was like all very keen to measure, to make sure the guy was nine inches away and he talked it through with him. And then as soon as he went to put a second unit down, his opponent went, no, you can't. Because that's the last thing you put down. Because the rules say that this is once you put, you can only put this down at the end of your deployment phase. So all his rest of his army had to go into reserve. Okay. All uh, right. Okay. So of course this guy knows there's no way he's going to win this because obviously 40k now is very much about the first turn shenanigan, and you know sure enough the guy got got beaten, but you know he was cool about it. This guy he didn't kick off like Mike says. He he was like okay yeah fair enough you know I made a mistake we're at the higher echelons of gaming. Should have known. I just, you know, so but a lot of people were very oh, unhappy about this. Yeah, and they thought that the other guy should have given him a pass. Yeah, and um, and particularly as the other guy allegedly, uh, there is video of this incidentally. So this isn't this isn't actually allegedly. I think this is fact. Um, you know, did the measuring for him and stuff like that. You know, rather than saying, "Oh, mate, you know, if you put that down, that's you can't." Oh, he, so, he, down. so he knew what he was doing, and he was helping him put that model down. You know, right, knowing full well, Obviously, knowing full well. I guess knowing full well that if he put yeah. that model down, that was the end of his turn. Therefore, he was going to win the game. So that's, you know, oh, okay. There's there's pros and cons, I guess. You know, um, but it, it, yeah. If I'd got to the finals by doing that, <clears throat> would I have felt great about myself? Probably not. To be honest with you, you, you don't see that kind of behaviour in heresy. Thankfully, for I was gonna say, that's, part. that's why we're heresy players. Totally. But it's an interesting, you know, that that dynamic. And you would have thought that most sport award would have been the forefront of what Games Workshop should probably do in all those tournaments, but they don't. They go for best player. And, you know, most, in fact, none of the heresy events I go to ever have a best player award. It's all about the most sporting player. So anyway, without us sounding massively superior because we play heresy, I think it's an important thing to learn. And it's a, it's an example of the difference between competitive play and, you know, the more narrative narrative play that we're trying to engender across the, the, yeah. the whole scene. Yeah, so a, a great story, though, nonetheless, I think, and a very good story insofar as the fact that people have watched it and, you know, people have donated money. And the guy, I mean, he must be, this bloke must be a saint, not to lose his rag with this other fella, 
to start with. Just take it perfectly coolly. Okay, fair enough. He must be a lovely bloke to play against. And if you got to, you'd think if you're at the semi-finals of the LVO, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably going to be full on, you know, no holds barred, win at all cost player. Yeah. But maybe the guy is, but whatever way you look at it, he took that five grand, which he could have just put in his back pocket and thought, great, donated that and then got other donations on top of it. So, yeah, absolutely. Guy that deserves a medal. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have been uh, I would have been measuring up the spot for me, you know, Warlord Titan. Sorry, what was that, mate? I coughed right <laughs> a bit. I would have been there. measuring up the spot for where my Warlord Titan is going to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so a couple of bits from the Legion of Lies. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the latest episode or if anyone has, but you really should. They did a, an episode with Jody from the Vangarian Heresy, and it's all focused on mental health for people in the hobby. Oh, okay. So it's actually. Well, no, this, is, this is fantastic. I mean, great. What a great idea. Yeah. So it was really, really brave of them to do the episode. Um, fantastic and it was just you know talking about you know things like you know if the other guy on the other other end of the table isn't doing you know having a good day you know and you can see that you know just say you know hey what's up and stuff like that you know see i don't have a rule and this may sound massively i don't know full of myself but i don't listen to any other podcasts (laughs) and it's not because i think our podcast is the best podcast in the universe because it's far from that but it's because I don't want to rip anybody else's ideas off, if you see what I mean. I'd like it to sort of, you know, and the same way that some musicians don't listen to other people's music because they think, oh, you know, I'll just end up copying them. So I kind of try to, unless there's something specific, you know, I won't make a point oh, listening to it. I think, that, I think that, that might be an episode worth listening to, though, because I think... I think you're absolutely um, right. I think it's it's got a, you know, there's the community that we're in, you know, it's quite a, um open warm friendly community so you know i think it's good to highlight that sort of thing i think there's a certain it'd be interesting if there's a certain there's a certain stereotype that's associated with this hobby now whether that stereotype's true or not i don't know but a lot of the time you know people assume that you know you know people probably have trouble you know socializing or whatever because they're really nerdy when i don't think that's the truth at all i think that if people were like that they wouldn't be doing this hobby because this hobby if one thing it requires you to meet other people doesn't it Mm. And then, right about that. then again yeah. i've been to i played in tournaments where literally the only interaction with the other player is i'm shooting this roll the dice this is what happens and it's like no yeah. chat or banter at all and it's like oh. Got and the thing is one of the key things here is this is, this is i always feel this is an important point it's a two-player game you know it's not magic the gathering it's not that kind of thing it's a two-player game you're both there yeah. to have fun you know, it's not you playing against the computer or something like that. It's, you know, you're both supposed to be getting something out of this experience. Yeah. And I think that, that, that thing about mental health, I mean, that's a really excellent topic. And I'm, and I'm glad, if I'm honest with you, that we have other podcasters who are doing this kind of thing. Because it'd be interesting to see what people want to hear in the podcast, whether it is, you know, us, you know, we're not going to be road to terror. They're much better at being funny and crazy Max and Paddy hit the road kind of stories. But, um, whether this kind of more serious aspect or more informative aspect of podcasting is something that we could look at. I mean, I was, I thought our thing on the state of the union when it came to eighth and that was very good because it was quite, it was quite serious, but it was also, you know, well presented. So it's interesting to see what people want, but I'm glad, I'm really pleased that the, the, the scene itself is kind of picking up some of this stuff. So 
good on the Legion of Lies. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, um, I'll give that a listen to it. Yeah. I think I will as well. So. And they seem like a nice bunch of lads. So. Yeah, they are a good bunch of lads. They are. Um, they are. And then obviously they're organising a meetup at Warhammer World on the 29th of February, which I really want to go to, but it's in the middle of a very busy period. 29th of April or February? 29th of April. Did I say February? Okay. You did. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, no. That's, April. In fact, there aren't that many it's not a leap here. <laughs> April. <laughs> I'm telling you that for four years from now, Michael. Um, I would like to go to this as well because I'd like to meet up with them and I think it'd be cool to do. But yeah, like I said, we've got an awful lot on that that um, thing. Maybe we should speak to them and say if they want to do a, a, a joint thing maybe later in the year. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so... Uh, next up, we've got the Horus Heresy Necromunda Weekenders. Let's have a look at uh, <clears throat> what happened at the uh, Her- Horus Heresy Necromunda Weekender, which we weren't at. No. no. But Greg from the Imperial Truth, Garrow, Fosfex Party, and the Battle Bunnies were there, and they got yep. all the information we're reporting on here. So um, we'll put some links to those guys in the show notes. Yep, they did some good good reporting of that Garrow as always and the Imperial Truth stuff is yeah, really cool. So I think we'll touch on the big the biggest bit of news, which is book eight, which is now called Malevolence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like, this was a bit of a list left field of a few people because I was thinking it was gonna be Dark Angels and the like. No, and it was sorry, Blood Angels well, and the like. It's a different a different book, and it was gonna be Angelus, wasn't it? We thought the next one was yeah. gonna be. Uh, Angelus yeah. is now book nine. Yeah. So book nine is gonna feature the Dark Angels, the Night Lords, and the Dark Mechanicum in the Framus Crusade and Sarum Crusade. Okay. Chris, uh, have you got your microphone on the wrong way around again, Chris? I don't think so. Oh, there was just, just a bit of... Heavily. There was just a bit of... Sh- shrieking oh, noise. Uh, good. Yep, okay. So Book 8 is now Malevolence and will feature the Blood Angels versus the Chaos Demons and bring in the White Scars, the Alpha Legions, and a little bit of Space Walls. Very cool. cool. So, yeah, yeah, we're campaigning. Sorry, go on. uh, Let's see what they're going to do with the the White Scars. That's quite exciting, I think. Yeah. Uh, Campaigns will be based around around Cygnus Prime and Chondax. Uh, Cygnus being the demons and the blood angels in their big battle and Chondax being based around the Alpha Legion trying to stall the white scars and there'll also be some white space walls in there uh, based around the Alpha Legion chasing them into the Alaxis Nebula okay so for those of us who, who don't read the books very often Alaxis Nebula so they chase them is that where you got the wolfen from or something like that, or was that no else? that was a basic a nebula yes. filled with acid um, gas wow. The space walls got trapped in because um, the um, the Alpha Legion sort of forced them in there. Got you. Um, because the walls were kind of uh, buggered after uh, Prospero. Yes. And the Alpha Legion kind of turned up and pushed them pushed them into the nebula. Uh, rather than them obviously being able to help with the Siege of Terror, um, they wanted them out of the way, which is the whole plan of Horus's anyway, wasn't it, from the start? Yeah. yeah. The Alpha Legion sort of... Cause it's, is it Scars, the book? With the white scars, the Alpha Legion. Yeah, yeah, it's got um, some. Yeah, yeah, it's got some uh, Alpha Legion and white scar shenanigans in scar, in scars. Yeah, and a bit yeah. of the Alexis Nebula, but the rest of the Alexis Nebula is in Wolf King, uh, oh, right, which cool. is part of Burden of Loyalty. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The completion. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. 
so you've got new characters will, will be there'll be new characters for the alpha legion um a new destroyer unit for the blood angels who wear silver death masks um mm-hmm. both white scars and blood angels will get the primarch and two characters uh the blood angels are likely to get ralderon um amit might come at a later date with a flesh terrors and the white scars will get a specialty jet bike unit of course they would as, as, and rightly so yeah, yeah absolutely uh, the white scars may get a jet bike. Uh, sorry, the white scars may get updated rules from book six based on community feedback. Uh, the Khan may have a jet bike option, including as a model. So I'm not sure how they're going to do that because obviously that's going to be quite expensive. pricey. Yes. Yeah. And if they do, you know, the Khan on foot and then the Khan on jet bike, who's going to buy? Oof. You know, yeah, two different Primarchs. Um, I suppose you're going to have that same problem with a lot of the. Traitor Primarchs as well, though, aren't you? Well, they're they're gonna... s- apparently they're not going to do Demon Primarchs. They're just going to say use the... Um, use the... Oh, okay. Use the GW kits. So I'm assuming that means that uh, G- some some Primarchs who become demons in the heresy that we know of will get plastic GW kits, perhaps. But Horus surely must be getting a... <laughs> like Angron and uh, Fulgrim. Yeah. So those are the only two that turned to demon princes during the heresy, weren't they? Uh, I believe Mortarian became a demon prince just before Terra. Okay. He may he may not have. I don't know. There'll be a book oh, about it. Um, who was the first one? Was it Ful- was Fulgrim the first demon prince? Angron. Yeah, Angron gets Fulgrim turns him, doesn't he? Uh, no, Logar. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Logar turns him, and then um, and then Fulgrim steals perturabo's power that's right it does yeah so and then demons they'll have all the existing name demons so you know like scarbrand and um kairos fate weaver etc and they'll have access to the existing kits a uh, plastic kit as well as some forge world models some new forge world models because they've got the forge world have got the big demons haven't they yes like the super yeah. massive like whatever they are crazy monstrous creature ones yeah so they'll be yeah. they'll be coming. Be interesting to see. It'd be something different, wouldn't it? And then the yeah. reason why they've delayed the Dark Angels is because they want to do the Dark Angels with a full hexagama hexagama. I can't pronounce it. Hex hexagama. Oh no, I can't do either. You know what I mean. I don't uh, know. What where, you mean. It's 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 where they have the, all the different wings. So right. Yeah, you know the Iron Wing, the Raven Wing, the uh, okay. the Death Wing, Dreadwing, uh, Dreadwing. Yeah, so all the different yeah. wings of the. Uh, Okay. Of the of the of them, and they're a lot more complicated. They've got some more exotic weaponries. So apparently, their rules are going to take a long time to write, whereas the white scars were pretty easy. So they were they were still quite good. But I mean, as we proved from our book six review, both all three of those legions in there, even though they had only had a couple of pages, was were effective, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So there'll yeah, yeah. be so yeah there'll be some changes for them and um obviously getting their own special units and uh white scar fans must be rejoicing they must be and also skinned yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or very very rich yeah all I can say. and then there was some talk about titanicus adeptus titanicus oh, so uh release date oh, is still a secret but they'll be showing mm-hmm. us stuff soon uh, release date apparently has been set for some time and hasn't needed to move, so it looks like it's good to go. I personally suspect that's going to be November. 
The whole Christmas um, box yeah. set. Yeah. So the main three titans, the Warhound, the Reaver, and the Warlord, are all going to be plastic. Uh, and they'll have several different weapon options in the kits and several different cosmetic options like heads, banners, armor plates, etc. Okay. And Forge will be releasing resin kits to add specific Legio icons, additional weapons and heads, etc. Cool. So what they have said is that uh, for ease, most models are being sculpted at 28 millimeters and then scaled down using CAD. This means some missing slash additional weapons for 28 mil scale may be produced depending on the demand. All right. So when they say 28 mil, that's like the normal size yeah, that normal we size use. Yeah, that we use. So and then they're basically then reducing it down, it down yeah. in a CAD to get them. Okay. Yeah. So all existing Games Workshop and Forge World Knights will be available in plastic as well. So Okay. So yeah. Reaver, Warhound. Well, you War. know, things like uh, Gallant, uh, Errant, uh, Atropus. Oh, nice. Sorry, yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. And because it's a Games Workshop release, Forge World weren't able to be as open with us as they would like to be. Uh, of course. So there wasn't. So they weren't able to talk that much. Now the Titans okay. will have personalities and preferred behaviors. Um, the Ordo Sinister are being saved for later on. They're not going to be in the initial release. That's the Psychic Titans. Yeah. Um, and it's all going to be plastic with some red resin add-ons, a bit like Necromunda. Um, they mentioned Ursus Claws, so they're the World Eater, you know, aligned. Yeah. Titan big claw things that uh, yeah, smash out. big harpoony things, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as I said, some variation in the kits to establish the allegiance, and the mm-hmm. kits have the magnet have magnet holes designed into them. Cool. So, lots of you know swapping out weapons. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to do Malija and Mortis. Uh, that'd be very cool. Cool. Yeah. So. The new models that they showed off, um, they showed off the Atomatic Pervase for the Derrideo. Just after I bloody glued that into the top of my Derrideo. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. The, the day after. It has I think it's... I have two Der- Derrideos somewhere that are collecting dust if you wanted, to, you know. Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> but it hasn't changed since, um, it hasn't changed since we saw it two years ago. Got yeah. So this okay. is an interesting thing. The Automatic Pavés. We've already discussed how potentially useful it could be, um, because uh, you know, well, I think it's a very specific thing that's going to be useful for, and that's going to be tyrant siege terminators. Well, for you, yes. <laughs> well, I'm sure I think, see, is generally speaking, the Derrida, you're not going to want it up close and personal, are you? You're not going to want it with your assault troops. No, because it's really no, it's, it's not a front line. Yeah. yeah. No. So it's going to sit at the back, and then it's so then you want this kind of bubble of plus one to your invon save so what units do you have sitting at the back that have an invon save that are good at shooting no there aren't that many this is true um, um so i think the only the one that would be most likely would in fact be the siege tyrants because they have cataphract type four plus armor you put them within this bubble three plus invon saves yeah. very cool so then they've got the Salamanders and Alpha Legion doors for land raiders, rhinos, and Dimos pre- pre- ri- sorry, Dimos rhinos. So mm-hmm. not much. More doors. Then the one thing that got a lot of people excited, a Terax pattern termite assault drill. Oh, yeah, this was Yeah. Fun. The mole from Thunderbirds. Yes. It is the Thunderbird 2 special thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
I was going to say there's a link there, but it just takes me to a picture of the speeder. I did wonder. <laughs> Sorry about that. I wonder if the picture of the speeder takes us to the... <laughs> Let's have a look. Let's try that. I don't know why that has happened. Oh, drum roll. No, it's the same image. <laughs> it's all right. I, I'll fix it now. I'll fix it now so we can have a look. But the, the one they were showing off is in um is in uh, mechanical colours. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they've and I've, I've seen the rules for it. Oh, you have. Yes. Look at them. Yeah. The rules are there. It's got an. It's basically got reverse drop pod assault. Um, except you know, it comes up from the ground. So it's got. Um, do you remember? Oh, what was it? The what was the um, the tyranny creature that used to be- dig up? Oh yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Oh, so it could do some damage yeah. when it came up. Yes, it had like a blast template when it rocked yeah. up and. Yeah, and that, that's what this has. And then it could go back underground, couldn't it? Yeah, and the yeah, yeah the yeah. Legionis Astartes rules it's got transport capacity of twelve. Right. So it's not an assault vehicle. Okay. Which you know, which I think okay. a lot of people are, are about. Um, yeah. Then, but it's it's just another. It's just, it's a different thing for the you know, different version of the drop pod ultimately, isn't it? Yes, but it looks awesome, and I can yeah. just see myself getting some. Uh, uh, breaches for that, you know, getting that for my breaches. Do you know what would look great in that? What? Squats. Yes, they would. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I they mean, would. How, how You're a dreamer. You're a dreamer. I mean, seriously, if there was a vehicle built for dwarves, that's got to be it, surely. Um, but it's a transport for the solar mil- solar auxilia, the militia, the mechanicum, and legions. So nice. not for, not for really a place in an iron warrior's army, Gray. No, no, you're probably right. No, it would look quite good in an Iron Warriors army. I can see myself getting at least two of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we've got the Aurochs Armored Transport, which is a I like this. It's a little rhino thing for the um, militia and the solar auxilia. I think that looks great. I really like this. Cool little hybrid, isn't it? It is. It looks a bit like it's a cross between a, a, a rhino and the Dracosian Armored Transport. It's yeah. still got the aesthetic of the Dracosian. Yeah, it, but it looks great, and it's obviously I think it's only thirty five points. I think I said the rules for this, which yes. makes it rather than having to spend one hundred and twenty odd points for the Dracosian. So have we got um, the rules in there? No, nope, the, the link doesn't work. The link doesn't work again. Okay, so I'll just change that so you can see the rules. Um, okay, gotta say that the more of that that I see, the again the lottery win that would be getting a solar auxiliary army. Does become incredibly appealing. Are yeah. you going to want to paint all that infantry again, though? Yeah, that's a really good point. And the thing is, what I think the problem I had with the, well, I did have some solo, but I could never really get a color scheme that I liked. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd have to make sure that I had a good color scheme because I quite like that color scheme. I've got a best for you. Um, but I probably want to do something. There were some really good ones in the book, and I should have taken one of those. Um, but yeah. I love the idea of the solar auxiliary. I've got to be honest with you. I would love to do a solar auxiliary army. Me too. Not just for the not just for the tanks, but I like the way that it's kind of put together. It looks great. And I like the idea of the um, solar auxiliary members themselves. I think it's quite an interesting one. So I, haven't, I can't remember reading the, the background to solar auxiliary before, but they're, they're not the same as militia, which is obviously just a planetary kind of usually yeah. what became the guard eventually they're they're a bit they're a cut above that aren't they yeah yeah definitely um, they're part of the crusade armies aren't they if i remember yeah. rightly um 
yeah, but they're, 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 they're getting a transport that isn't essentially a super heavy. Yeah. It's, 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 like I said, it's, it's got the same sort of um, t- words will form. Uh, the same armor values as a rhino, isn't it? So it's. Yeah. It's basically a sort of rhino. Yeah, yeah. They're little rhino. It's quite cool. Okay. So what else have we got? We've got. Um, oh, Scoria. Oh. oh, yeah. Everyone's oh. favorite. It's huge. Oh, Lots of spin, great, spindly bits that are going to break off. It's a great model. I hate the I hate the rules. No, I don't hate the rules. He's a massive challenge. I'll, I'll say that much. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I suppose I, ultimately I noticed that the, the book which going to have the Dark Mechanicum is probably going to have the rules for him in it. So maybe they might tone them down a little bit. You can they only hope. Um, oh my God, he's a toughie. And then they were showing off the Alpha Legion Lernian Terminators. Um, okay. So, Alpha Legion Terminators, uh, Specialist Terminator Squad, yeah. um, which look quite good. They're, they're obviously, they're, their rules were released a long time ago. So, it's nice to get to see them coming out. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Mechanicum Acastus Knight, um, which is a bit like the Proprarian in the size-wise. Size, uh, and it looks like that, but with conversion beamers. Oh, nice. So... It's pretty big. Um, and I was going to look at the pictures and I've put all the links in wrong. Um, yes. I have. I've stopped. I've, I've just. I, I'm putting them in now. I'm putting it in now. Okay. So you'll be able to look at it. But yeah, it looks like a, it looks like the Proprarian except with, um, uh, except with, uh, um, except with convert, big conversion beamers. He, does look, he looks mean. I quite like the look at him. Does. Those guns look great. Definitely. Okay. Um, I can see that ending up in a, you know, in a, in a number of armies because uh, I think it's a very nice looking. It is. Very nice looking. Um, mm. uh, big knight. Um, so then what else? We've got the um, Legion Landspeeder. Yeah, which is very rogue trader, isn't it? Yeah, very. It's, it's you know, it's basically a remake of the uh, original Land Speeder, um, which you know some people are yay for, and some people are eh, about. <laughs> um, the version they showed off has um, Mark Six armor and a well, a multi melter, and apparently this version of it is going to be exclusive to Warhammer World, and then okay. we will get a ver- okay. we'll get available in the store normally. A uh, a version with um uh with, with weapons choices and uh you know with the weapons choices that we need that we want really and uh, Mark, I Mark I, don't, I don't like the model. You don't like the model. I'm I'm in the uh, camp on that one. Fair enough. I I was like yay, and then I realised <laughs> it was Mark Six armor, and then I was like no, not going to fit my legions. And then someone said, oh, no, but it's going to be a Mark IV for the normal release. And I was like, yay, again. There you go. So, an emotional roller coaster. It was, it was. The Legion Land Speeder. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Um, But it'll just look so cool. But it's probably going to cost the, you know, three times as much as a plastic Land Raider. Of course it is. Probably. Okay, so what else have we got there? We've got the Mechanicum Ordinatus Mole. I'm actually going to make this thing because it looks impressive. 
it does. I've got no idea what it's going to do. Is it going to be a big bomb or is it uh, a massive transport or? It's, a, it's got to be a big transport, isn't it? I don't know. It's weird. But... If it's a bomb, you might as well just basically say it's a one shot only and you just obliterate the other person off the battlefield. Yeah. Because that is absolutely enormous. If it's, a, it's an ordinary artist's carriage, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, how big that is. Yeah, that's that's massive. So that thing, I'm guessing, must be some you can fit up your whole army in it, and it just disappears well, underground. If you have a look at the picture, works, and it does yeah. link to it now, there's a, a space marine for comparison. Yeah, it's just, things are going under going underground. That's basically the you know the future of, of heresy is it's going <laughs> underground. Just trying to think what the yeah, I thought it's kind of a massive like transport capacity because it's going to be a. A few hundred points, isn't it? If it's on the ordinator's carriage, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's going to well, be a not... few quid to buy as well. Probably. Are oh, they not like old epic rules for it or anything? Yeah, there was an, there was an epic sort of big, big thing um, similar yeah. to it. Yeah. But... Definitely. I mean, a lot of these are, aren't they? A lot of those are. Well, the termites are from epic. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Then there was a brief pre- preview of Alpharius, who was had a helmet on. So was it really him? Oh, you never know. And he was holding his spear. Uh, apparently he's going to get a full reveal at Warhammer Fest. And some people were saying he will actually be on sale at Warhammer Fest. Until he gets slapped mm-hmm. down by Dawn. <laughs> yes. And you were, the, and it was me you were saying about being slightly partisan in my appreciation <laughs> of, of, of my Primark. <laughs> well, that's what happens. You're not wrong. You aren't wrong. Yeah. And then um, some big missiles to go on top of the Derrideo. Again, the day after I glued the missiles on the top of the Derrideo. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. But they look impressive. Well, I don't know if they're going to be anti-air or... Or hunter killer missiles, or, or something. I don't. I just don't know. I mean, it's not like the you know the Derrideo is crying out for anti air capability, is it? No, I no. I, I bet they're going to be like crack and penetrate missiles or something like that. Possibly. Just um, just going back to the Ordinatus. Mm-hmm. So just going on to the um, Lexicanum. So they did have an. It's called an Ordinatus Priam. It was a huge tunneling machine, purpose built for the Sage of Priam during the Horus Heresy. It was designed to dig down to the planet's crust and move through the white-hot lava beneath. It transported four companies of Imperial Guard to enter Priam after bypassing its defences. But parts of its shielding failed during the operation, causing it irreparable, irreparable damage. So maybe that's you know, what they're thinking. Maybe, yeah. Very cool. Four companies of... That's enormous. Four, yeah. Okay. Well, that's so that's a proper that. big ordinatus because the ordinatus, you know, a proper ordinatus, is you know, it's custom made for one battle. Okay, yeah. right. got you. And they're huge, whereas the ordinatuses that they have in forty in thirty k are so, ordinatus minorums, which are sort of like tiny. In comparison. In comparison, you know, they're like the yeah. the minimum size. Got you. So, but lots of stuff, lots of new models. That's and, and lots of uh, interesting speculation about what those models are going to be. So that's really cool. Yeah, and then finally, new dreadnought drop pod. Uh, yeah. So I've got a dreadnought. I've got this. You know that kit that we talked oh, yeah, about got, the other week. I must. I've got one here for you, Mike. Actually, I need to post it out to you. Oh, so I've got. I need I've to. still got to put that. 
I need to together. post out your oh, yeah, well, stuff as well. Remind me to organise that. I will do that tomorrow. I will go to the post. No, actually, first of all, I need to get a uh, an envelope right. that I can put them in. That's right. Well, um, yes. I'm not, yeah. not going to put them in a. Uh, I'm not going to put your models in a uh, in a normal envelope. Oh, I, I better get a be fine. padded envelope. <laughs> um, okay. So and then yeah. So looks good. Apparently, it was someone was talking about it in one of the seminars, and Tony Cottrell just said, "Oh yeah, such and such is working on that. Why don't you bring it in tomorrow?" Okay, as you do. So they hadn't planned to show it off, but they ended up showing it off. Wow. Yeah, so... uh, Okay, so moving on to books. There was a new book there, um, Sons of the Emperor, which was uh, an event exclusive. It had stories by John French, Aaron Dembski-Bowden, Nick Keim, Gav Thorpe, Guy Haley, Laurie Goulding, Graham McNeil, and Dan Abnett, and it's set in the Primark series. All the big guns. Yep. Yeah, all the big guns. And it's an event exclusive, which will also be available to buy at Warhammer World later on. I don't know if it's there yet, but I will find out. I've got a friend going in a couple of days, and if it's there, he's going to grab it for me. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Then Wolfsbane, the next main series book, was also available to buy. At the time, it didn't have a release date on Black Library's website, but it does now, and it's in May. And what we know so far, it's got call in it, you know, from um, 40k, the guy who came yeah. up with the uh, with the um, uh, Primaris Marines. Primaris. Ah, oh, yeah. It managed to conjure up all the technology we've been hiding away for 10,000 years. And yeah. Just had these down the back yeah. of the sofa. Yeah. Because this is the they previewed this end of last, didn't they? And there was the photo of uh, Russ holding a spear. Yes. And I guess that was the, the Wolfsbane's the name of the spear. No, no, it's the Spear of Russ. Uh, I don't know why it's called Wolfsbane, but... Because the Emperor likes to give everyone spears, doesn't he? That's his... Yeah. And then um, in the Titan seminar, Guy Haley was talking about writing a uh, uh, a book uh, called Titan Death, um, which focuses on a Titan maniple crew um, at uh, the Battle of Beta Garmin. Um... Originally, it was going to be just the Beta Garmin was going to be covered by a Black Library black book um, for um, Titanicus, but the book's been just commissioned, um, and um, yeah, it's going to tie in with a Titanicus box set. Cool. So yeah, can't be too far away. Um, then we've got Nick Kimes' Born of Flame, which is uh, a Nick Kimes Salamander's book but it collects together um, Promethean Sun, Scorched Earth, and Sons of the Forge, which were the uh, uh, short, you know, the novellas he did for, for them. Oh, yeah. It ties it together. Uh, then we've got the Vulcan uh, Primarchs novel, um, which is being written by David Annadale and is being released in July. Hold on, two seconds, mate. Sorry? What is a novella? Novella. It's sort of like not quite a short story, but it's not a novel. So it's a short novel, basically. They're, yeah, they're... Um, okay. I think I've got... I'm just trying to think what the definition of a novella is, but it's fine. Just I come, came to me out of the blue. It's like, what is a novella? I think it's about 200, like 200, 200 pages, something like that, I think. Okay, right. I see what you mean. It's on the site. Yeah, it makes sense. Sorry. So anyway, short, every day a is a school novel. day here at uh, Edge of Empire, and today we've learned what a novella is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> there were some rumours of a reprint of Visions of Heresy, which apparently might be coming in December. 
So that was a like a sort of coffee table book, wasn't it? With yes, all the yeah. pictures in. Yeah. Uh, my copy's over there somewhere. Uh, good book. I love it, actually. Um, and then the penultimate book before the Siege of Terror will be The Fall of the Death Guard and their full embrace of Nurgle. Mm-hmm. And then the end of the Horus Heresy book series is going to be the point where the Emperor is interned in the Golden Throne. Right. So it gets there and then it uh, ends. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in case you're wondering how the okay. Heresy turned out. Yeah. So yeah. the early so releases that were available at there, they, they had Rogel Dawn, obviously, £75. They had yes. the Space Wars Praetor. He was on sale there. He's still not available on the website. But he was being sold with a baggie, um, with a bit, you know, with a new gun in it to uh, to rectify the no gun uh, grip okay. issue. Um, they had the two Grey Slayer upgrade packs. Obviously, we've already talked about the uh, the kickoff about the uh, Iron Sight. Yes. Uh, they had the Varagir uh, Wolfguard Terminators again, baggy with the um, pistol grips in. Yeah. Well, uh, they had the Legio Custody Shield Captain. Um, there, uh, 30 quid, and he is pre-order yeah. on the 2nd of March because they put all of the stuff up on the website to show, to say when it was going to be available to buy. Tease, tease me. Yes, but he's a nice it's shield it's captain. I, I quite like him. Yeah. Looks just, just, you know, good, you know, just slightly, be- slightly different enough. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer the 40k one. But hey. <laughs> then you've got the two special spears for the um for the Legio Custodes, the uh Adarasites. Yeah. And the uh Pyrife. Yeah, I've been trying to work out what ones those I'm gonna the volumes of which I'm gonna buy. I think I'm probably gonna have, go for a couple of um yeah, address ones. A couple of those in each squad and one of the Pythrite ones in each squad with my um, Guardian Spear guys. Yeah. I yeah. think. So it shouldn't get too crazy money wise. And then obviously Constantine Valdor. Which yeah. Has split so, opinion. Are we talking about him now or do you want to save him for when he's actually out? And... Should we save him for when he's out? Yeah, cool. Because we've got a lot. Big show. Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody has already spoken about him. But he is out on the 30th of March. Yeah. So we'll talk about him in the next show. Uh, they have the House Veroni transfer sheet. Um, which is already out. There were new T-shirts available for the Alpha Legion, Space Wolves, Death Guard, and Word Bearers, which were 20 quid. And they also had new mugs for those legions as well. Uh, obviously, there was the Sons of the Empire, um, the, the, the limited, the, sorry, event-only book. Then Black Shields, the Red Fife, which someone did get for me. So we will touch on, we'll do a quick review of that in the next episode. Um, that was the audio, wasn't it? Audio drama, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah, I suppose we can do it here. There's not much to do about it. We'll do it in this episode, I suppose. I was going to skip it until next, but... Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll, do it. we'll save it for another for episode three. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah, we'll do that. Because um, it's quite good. <laughs> then yeah. you've got Wolfsbane, Spain, which was uh, 20 quid. And then Jagatai Khan, the Warhawker Chagoras, the limited edition, which was £40. And then a Horus Heresy ruled journal book, which apparently is going to be a uh, event only thing. Um, but from the people who've got it, apparently it's very good. It's got like little dates in the um, the the um, journal about when stuff happened. Oh, that looks really heresy. cool. It is. It does look really cool. Oh. It's a bloody notepad. 
Yeah, but I love a notebook. I'm staring at quid. three now. 13 quid for a notebook. Yeah, but... I, mean, yeah, I wouldn't but... want to put anything in it. It would yeah, have but no you, right, If you had one of those, you'd remember what Rob had in his army list at the game you played. <laughs> It's a it's a nice looking notebook. I must admit, I'm very tempted by it simply because it's got all all loads of information about fluff uh, and dates and stuff in the thing. Like it says, what the Dark Angel did after Ruinstorm. Like so it kind of reveals what they did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks. Oh, Grant, I'll tell you this: that looks. If I, if I was a man who was going to spend a lot of money on a stationery, stationery, this would be what I would buy. However, just want to say it is next just... time you're in next time you're in a meeting, you bring that out, boom, people can take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll get one and I'll see how far I get on, eh? I, I think it's a, a, a meeting about Brexit. I'll just bring that out, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, people people know you're not messing about. Not messing about any longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so other news. There are several new dreadnoughts on the way, including a new Iron Hands Contemptor, because that has disappeared off the website. Um, okay. Battlefleet Heresy is heavily mm. rumoured to be set in the Sea of Fire. Another game that I would like to get into. Yeah, that Definitely. that will be an, uh, a must-buy. As long as I can use my existing Battlefleet um, ships with it, then I'm... I can't imagine they're going to mess with the scale. No, well, the, the scale doesn't re- wasn't really important Sorry. because it just because the, po- the the scale wasn't massively important because you were measuring to and from the points of the base, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, but okay. it's just whether or not like the space marine strike cruisers would be the same things like that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the ships are going to be the same. So I can mm. imagine you'll be able to use them, but there'll be new models. Yeah, when they get around to doing doing Battlefleet Heresy, that'd be cool. And then yeah. Will Hayes is supposed to be working on a new new Titan model. What, like a new proper scale Forge World Titan? I'm not what? sure. It just says new Titan model. Okay. So whether that ti- is Titanicus. Could be Titanicus. I don't know. It was just what was reported. I didn't get any more context than that. Um, and I'm just trying to remember who, who reported that now. It might have been Battle Bunnies. Auto Sinister. That's what it would be. Their Warhound. Yeah, yeah, it, it could, could just be, it could just be you know, a special head to put on their Warlord to say this is Auto Sinister. But they have special cells, like energy yeah. cell things on this. Yeah, but they're all inside the inside the Titan, aren't they? Uh, okay. I can't oh, imagine yeah. they're going to make another Warlord Titan. <sighs> Stranger, stranger things have happened. I suppose they made a Warlord Titan in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they must have thought we're never going to sell any of these. And they have to, other than other than the ones that other ones at Warhammer World, I've never seen one. I've not seen one outside of Warhammer World, but I've seen plenty yeah. that, that people have, have built on the internet. I mean, there's a guy up in the Northwest who's got two of them. Jesus. Has he got a White Scars army as well? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think Jet he does. White Scars army. Yeah. But he's got like three Reavers and like six Warhounds. So He would have, but he bought two Titans instead. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. So that was everything from the uh, Weekender that uh, i think we got but obviously if you are relying it's a lot on, of stuff isn't it yeah if you're it's really, a lot of stuff it's a lot of stuff going on and it's interesting how that ties in with the you know what we we're talking about the other month about heresy being dead if games workshop you know board of directors thought heresy was dead 
there's no way on God's earth they'd be chucking this amount of stuff at it, surely. Yeah, I no. think last year was quite quiet. Last year's weekend, not a lot went on. And then this year, it's just, you know, they've knocked it yeah. out of the park. And they wouldn't be releasing new games to tie in with it either. That's no. the thing. That's very true. Know, it's, it's, Battlefleet and Titanicus are going to be set in the heresy. Yeah, you know, they've the, got, they must have ambitions to prolong it for another however long. Yeah, they've, how far they've, behind are the books, the black books, in terms of the story? Because I suppose the other thing is how oh, much, you know, how many more years of the heresy game way. have you got? They're, yeah. yeah, they're quite far behind. You're only at, you're only at Prospero in the in the Forge World books. Well, Prospero happened before. Uh, yeah, sorry, heresy proper, didn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Like parallel almost. So um, yeah, they're at Calf, I think. Yeah, that'd be the most. Yeah, they're not. They're was... not massively far into it. Yeah. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, okay, so shall we go on and talk about books that came out this month? Let's do that. Yeah. So just a quick section to talk about the books that came out yeah. this month. Not much to talk about really because there were only a couple. Um, we had, uh, what did, what did we have? We had Burden of Loyalty, um, which is a, uh, a compilation, um, consisting of Perpetual, The Binary Succession, Into Exile, Auto Sinister, Heart of the Pharos, Cybernetica, The Thirteenth Wolf, and The Wolf King. So, a mixture of short stories and novellas, uh, some audio dramas coming to prose for the first time. Um, all of them fairly good stories. Someone who enjoys audiobooks, it's nice to have some of these stories available in that format after a bit of a wait for them. So, not much to say about it. We've already reviewed most of them, so I'm not going to give this book a full review, but I highly recommend it. And if you want opinions about the individual stories, we cover some in our earlier episodes, or you can take a look at uh, Michael's reviews on Track of Words. Cool. And then the other other release was Blood Games, which was already released a long way back as part of Tales of Heresy, which was book 10 in the main series. And we're up to book 40 of them in the series now. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's a custody story. So it got a release as an individual story to coincide with the um, release of 40k custodies. So that this makes sense. You know, yeah. Get some of the, makes sense. Um, get some of the fish because they couldn't use the, uh, you know, they couldn't have used on um, the book now. Complete you, Master of Mankind, because the 40k book, well, the 40k, 40K codex completely pretends that doesn't happen. So anyway, more or less, yeah. So um, yeah, we also had Black Shields, the Red Fife, but we're going to talk about that in a later episode because it's yeah. not actually out to purchase until May. But we got a copy because my friend got picked it up for me at the weekender. I didn't think to ask me if I wanted Sons of the Emperor. I would have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got a copy themselves, and apparently they were limiting a lot of stuff to one person. Uh, so yeah, cool. uh, that okay. makes sense. So upcoming books that are, we've got coming out, we've got Jagatai Khan, the Warhawk of Chagoras, which is coming out in March. I'm just going to check if they've got a date for that yet, because sometimes they put dates up for that. Uh March, Jagatai Khan, Warhawk Hachagoras, uh, 24th of March, as a limited okay, edition so book. So that's the weekend of Coming Legends, isn't it? So. Yeah. Cool. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so that's, that's going to be fun. And then they've got, and then we've got, uh, Ferris Manus, the Gorgon of Medusa, which is out in April. Um, so. 
not sure what date that is. It has, doesn't have a date yet, but that, that'll be out in April. And then we've got um, Wolf Spain out in May. That doesn't uh, have a date either. No. Hor- um, Horus versus uh, Lehman Ross. Then Black Shields, the Red Fife in May, the audio drama. And then we, these are ones we don't have confirmed. These are just dates we've gotten off um, off uh, Black Library from the Weekender. We've got Born of Flame, which is a uh, compilation, which is a you know a compilation of some of the of the uh, Vulcan uh, novellas, which are due in June. And then the Vulcan Lord of Drakes, the Primarchs novel, which is due in July. Cool. Uh, that'll be the limited I do, I edition. I do like the Salamander books. I really have enjoyed them. I, I've got mixed. I'm mixed about them, but that's because I struggle to keep up with the names. Yeah, but that's my yeah, brain damage enough. and stuff. Okay, so that's the books. So really short, short section this week. Yeah. Well, this month, I should say. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, next, we're going to go on to our big section, which is our fast attack choices. <laughs> So, hey, well, now we're going to have a look at the uh, fast attack choices uh, that we have available to them. The reason being um, is that my Ultramarines are severely lacking in this department. And uh, I kind of was wanting to expand that section of my army. So thought we'd uh, have a chat about it's, it. It's funny because mm. with my Imperial Fist Army, I have the same problem as you. It's never really been an area that that I've looked at. So, yeah, yeah. Let's see what you guys, you know. No, I'm pretty much the same. Obviously, the Iron Warriors' fast attack is an anathema to them. Yeah. Um, bit more relevant for the World Eaters. Um, but still, I've got to say, like I say, it's a section that I generally skip over in the old uh, when building an army list. And maybe there, like you say, there's some hidden gems there. Yeah. Okay. So the first unit that comes up is the Seeker Squad. And actually, this is one of the hidden gems. Yeah, which are your headhunters, yes. you know, designed to take out enemy leaders. So they're basically 30k Stern Guard veterans. Yes, that's right, they are, aren't they? Yeah. I've, I've been on the receiving end of these guys a few times. Alpha Legion tend to use them, and so do Raven Guard. Yes, yes, I've seen them in, in both those armies. Yeah, I think so, um, yeah. a guy I played at Blood and Glory had, is it Colin, I think? Um, he had some Alpha Legion. I'm sure he had a Seeker squad. Yeah, yeah. So you've got they're in squads of five to ten. They got the special issue ammo. They've got implacable advance, so they are scoring. Um, yeah, ballistic skill five, and then preferred enemy against one enemy unit or independent character who's chosen after all the infiltrators are placed. Very useful. Yeah. So, and you can use them against pretty much anything because they've got their special ammo. They're high accuracy, and you can equip them with combi weapons to threaten mid to high armor vehicles. I got precision shot as well. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, Great for taking out pockets. They are. I mean, my worst experience was playing against them when Kit used a ton of tempest bolts on me. So they're only strength free, but there were twenty small templates which didn't scatter very much at all. And even yeah. if they were only strength free, they still managed to decimate my squad just with weight of numbers. God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they are. They must admit they are. Those the the the, the fact that you can change your ammo. Um, they, they've got infiltrate as well. Is it just the infiltrate that makes them useful when you've got? Um, I think they can um, with Alpha Legion. I think they just put, don't think they don't come with any special rules. That's just because the Alpha Legion players can infiltrate everything, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Raven Guard. It yeah. makes them gets them within range of those relatively short range bolters. Yeah, so they they get Scorpius bolts as well, which give them shred and rend, <sighs> and then Kraken bolts, which give them a rapid fire range of fifteen inches, and yeah, as I said, precision shots. Um, and they can also take a Land Raider Proteus as a de- dedicated transfer. Sorry, a dedicated transport. Um, and if you add in there the Explorer to Augury web, it would give it scouts as well. So, you know, scouting um, Land Raider Proteus that can mess with your reserve rolls. Well, your opponent's reserve rolls. Damn. But that's expensive. Well, they are quite expensive. Well, a fairly pricey squad, isn't it, at that point? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Seekers, Seekers don't look cheap. I've got the book next to me. I'm going to come a quick look and see how much they are. It's 155 points for five, basically. Okay. So was it 25 points for a model after that? 20 points for a model after that. Uh, Give them a Nuncio Vox. That's quite useful. Um, They can take a Plasma Pistol. uh, The Strike Leader can take a Power Weapon, a Power Fist, a Lightning Claw. The Sergeant basically can have a Melter Bomb. Uh, Yeah, they're quite a cool, nifty little unit. But yeah, they're not not mega cheap. No, they're not not buttons, are they? But they're... um, they, they, they could probably do a job for you, I expect. I think the, the, the advantage is they're going to really shine if you're going to chuck them in an Alpha Legion or Raven Guard, where you can basically make the, the units infiltrate. Yeah. Because then, because the bolters themselves are always going to be 24 inches. So, you know, they're, they're be situational, but, or you put them in the Proteus or whatever, it's quite expensive. But actually infiltrating them, so they're within, you know, 24 inches from the get go, just overlooking a you know, like um, I don't know what the bolts do. Don't they have um, like a poison round or something? Because I'm trying to think. Uh, they'd be good for taking out artillery, mm. potentially. You know, getting close enough if you get first turn. Yeah. So they might, they could do a job, but I think they may die fairly quickly. But still, they've got lots of. They're quite adaptable. Yeah. So the next unit in the book is the Outrider Squad, which is the uh, bikes. So they're just like the seventh edition 40k bikes, but they've got a few buffs. So just so just go back to the seekers. There isn't a specific seeker model, is there? It's just no, the guns. Are just the guns. You can buy the gu- seeker yeah. guns, but you could just yeah. use ordinary plastic the, Mark IV or Mark III Mark, to Mark III, yeah. represent or the recon. Seekers. The recon guys. I suppose. Yeah, if you want to. Um Okay, so um, yeah, so outriders. Yeah, so they get scout, and they can swap their twin link bolters for twin link flamers, melter guns, or plasma guns. Um, one in three can take a power weapon, hand flamer, or plasma pistol. Um, but they really will eat into your points, obviously. Yeah, again, they yeah. really do really your points. So they're really adaptable because obviously you've got scouts, you and they're high speed, so they'll get where you want them to. My problem when I did this for the white scars was that why on earth? Because points wise, they're not that far off as submitted, they're not far off the jet bikes. Yeah. Yeah, and the and jet, jet bike keep strike. Are better. They've got two plus save. But I don't the think the jet bikes have scout. No. no. But then, you know, scout, that oh, basically what means you get an extra move at the beginning of the first turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're already going 12 anyway. And if you've got a jet bike, you could turbo boost that another 12 on top of that. Yeah, but with, a, with a, uh, the bikes, you could you could potentially get into a, uh, uh, you know, a uh, round one. Sorry, turn Can't one. Assault. Can't charge after scout moves. Ah, oh, can you not? No. Ah. Pretty sure you can't. So if you make a scout move, that means you can't charge. 
used to be like that, and I'm double checking the new rule book. Fair enough. While, while they're carrying on, so I've okay. never quite seen the actual models look great. I think I like the the, the um, heresy looking bikes, but a they're, they're they're a fair they're a pretty penny to actually buy them, and b you you just take jet bikes. I think. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to take them, I'd give them attached HQ, possibly a uh, a Praetor or just a Delegatus. Um, yeah. Put melter bombs on the sergeant and give them all plasma. Yeah, but um, yeah. scout you can't you can't assault after making a scout. Yeah, right. Okay. okay, damn that 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 cancels That's that, that tactic. Out the window. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it's um, well, you could take them thematically for like white scars or dark angels, I guess. Yeah, but I think if you were being pragmatic, you'd probably air for the bit much more superior um, jet bike. Yeah, and then other bikes. You've got the Legion Attack Bike Squadron, um, which Christian John uses these, doesn't he? Yes, and I've been on the other end of them, but I took them apart very easily. Um, but that's because the Volkite culverins on my dreadnought just ripped them apart. Um, yes. <laughs> but you can take them in groups of one to five, and they can swap their heavy bolters for heavy flamers, multi melters, or auto cannons, and they can all take melter bombs. Right. So that's supposed to something. The thing with them is, it's, the good things they've got is they've got the, that toughness five for a start, but it's that two wounds. Yeah. That's quite, I think, the useful thing about them. Especially if you're gonna if you put them with multi melters, the idea is you want to get them across that board, take out the armor. Yeah, definitely. So gonna, it's only gonna be strength ten things that are gonna one shot them. And this is this is fast becoming my favourite choice of adding to fast attack to my army. But the biggest issue for them is they don't have a heresy model yet. So if you want to take them, you've got to convert oh, the forty k okay. models. Yeah. But that's not massive. You know, that's not huge. Yeah. No, it doesn't look. I mean, it doesn't look too bad, and they aren't. They aren't bad. The problem is, it's that three plus armor. It's they're look. They're quite pricey, aren't they? For per bike, forty points each. Forty, yes. But fifty points each if you put multi belters on them. So you're taking two fifty. They've got two wounds, so you know. Yeah. But they do run that risk. I think. Imagine you, you have to double. You're not going to instant kill them unless you're doing strength ten. No, exactly. No. You can give them all melter bombs. Um, that is actually very advantageous because that then means they can start to threaten super heavies, for example. Yeah. Because yeah. you can drive so at I think them. Very cheap, <laughs> very cheap, very fast, and they ignore armoured ceramite. But couldn't you do better if we're going to be doing comparisons <laughs> with an assault squad with melter bombs? Food for thought. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. But anyway, that's not... But that the... takes up a troop slot. Exactly. Yeah. Um... So, then you've got the jet bike sky hunter squadron so the dick bikes <laughs> excuse me i did not i did not see that coming completely that's completely yeah that's what people call them dick bikes well, they, all right don't repeat it <laughs> it's not that bad it still keeps us within our non explicit phallic they are phallically phallically aspected yes that's exactly it. Um, I bike. think the only reason we don't see them more often is that they a squad of three of them cost seventy eight quid. It's, yeah, it's, it's, this is they're the, expensive this, for the things, isn't it? This yeah. is the best. I think this is the best fast attack choice you could get. Yeah. They, they've got the heavy bolter as standard, but one in three can replace with multi melter, volkite culverin, or plasma cannon. Brilliant. And yet they can buy melter bombs. They can deep strike, and the sergeant can buy a power weapon. 
Yep, and they're two plus armor save. They are indeed. And toughness five. These things so rock. Toughness five, two plus armor save, and a heavy weapon. And yep. you can have them in squads of ten. Devastating. Utterly devastating. Yeah, are you ever going to be able to physically afford to buy ten of them? No. Nope. I think when I went to the <laughs> when I went to the Element Games event um, last year, there was two armies that had a fair number of these and big squads too. I, I think I will be buying at some point at least a squad of them. I think they're an excellent. If they would. If they weren't so if they weren't so good, I would have probably bought them. If that makes any sense, they're just so good. Yeah. I, I don't. I feel a bit naughty taking them. I mean, they are they aren't cheap points wise. I get that, but you know, this is a, a unit that fundamentally, from turn one, twelve inch move with heavy weapons. You know, it's going to take some stopping. But, but they can make it expensive really quickly. That's the thing. Yes, they you can. You know, one hundred and thirty five mm-hmm. points. Then you put, say, a plasma, you know, a plasma cannon on them. Yes. Well, that's another 15 points each. And in fact, it's only one per th- every three, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. You're right. You're right. But I think that they'd have to be, rather than a um, thing that you think about as an aside, for a thought, they would become the centerpiece of your army. Yeah. You would build an army around them, I think. Yeah, that makes any sense. Definitely, you'd, you'd have to have a rest of your army have to be there to support that particular squad because they're very expensive. You're right, but they're also, you know, they can do a job for you. I think. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. 135 points, and it's 35 points per model after that, which actually isn't bad, you know. No. When you think about how much a Terminator is. No, they are. They are yeah, pretty. True. true. Pretty good. I mean, how um, much is a just have a quick look at how much. Uh, I mean, I know siege tyrant terminators are siege tyrants are like fifty points of throw, but just a, a normal um, terminator guy in the probably um, thirty. So points. a squad of so a normal terminator is thirty points each, thirty points a piece mm. with a power fit power weapon and a combi vulture. Yeah, so they've got two plus. Could have a four plus in one, couldn't they? Whereas these guys have got a two plus, but they have a four plus jink save. Oh God, yeah, so they're and much with the sky hunters is deep strike, yeah, because that's yeah. the heresy terminators don't get that true. And they can all take multi bombs as well. I hadn't noticed that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd still wrap the points up, but I think it's one of those things that you would you would probably have two squads of 10 or something like that if you had the money, mm-hmm. and they would look quite cool in blue, though, wouldn't they? I mean, I think you can. Some of the armies can take them as troops, can't they? Like white scars, for example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as part of their right of war, so you know, you can see yourself building a jet bike army, which would be very cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Quick. Double check. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, they would be, they would be pretty awesome. Um, you know, dark angels, um, white scars. Yeah, I'm seeing a fair few blood angels. Um, blood jet bikes, well, yeah, because yeah. deep striking with their yeah. of war. Um, then what? Else? Okay, so moving on, we've got yeah. the Legion land speeder, which is really fragile, and I think very underrated. And you don't, I've never seen it used in heresy. Very, very few people use. Yeah, them. so you can get them in groups of one to five, 
Um, they come with a heavy bolter, and you can upgrade that to a heavy flamer, a Volkite Culverin, or a multi-belter. Um, okay. But it can also take Havoc launchers, heavy bolters, plasma gun, sorry, plasma cannon, or a graviton gun, plus two hunter killer missiles. Okay. And that's really cheap. That is cheap. So, and they can deep strike. True enough. So yeah. until the weekender, I was planning as my fast attack choice, I was going to get three of these armed with multi-melters and graviton guns. But the resin ones got me thinking, well, yeah, they're more heresy. Yep. I suppose the, that would be true. the problem with them is, as you say, that they are super fragile. Yeah. Because you could... Two whole points. Yeah. You can, and you can armor 10. And destroy them, basically. They are one attack squad yeah. to have, some good, have a good round yeah. of shooting at them and the, you know, they're gone. I mean, one Sakaran, normal Sakaran, would, would probably chew through these. It would you look at it. You couldn't jinx save against it. No. That's why it's got me thinking, maybe the attack bikes for now. Well, if you'd like, this is a squad that I think that is, is almost like a suicide melter squad. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You've got the suicide, you've got the melters that, you know, will do some damage to your armor. And then you've got graviton guns as well, which, you know, will, you know, with a haywire. Yeah, so, that would work, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. Is it more points than you'd want on a suicide squad? Potentially, you'd, you, I'm trying to think what you would use it for. It should be great against something like a knight, for example, or which can't take armor ceramite. A knight or a Sakaran or yeah, because um, unless people started to put loads of armor ceramite all over an Arcus, for example, this would be a good target for an Arcus. Definitely, definitely. Which is in, which may have intercept, but um. Which actually, that's another point, actually, because they're skimmers. If you did deep strike near an Arcus, the Arcus could use its interceptor rule to shoot them without a penalty to its ballistic skill. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Something, to, something to remember. But um, yeah. I think they were a good suicide squad. If you leave them out in the open, they're going to just, just die. You know, even Bolter, even a 10 man tactical squad would take them out just by weight of fire. Yeah. yeah. And, then the, and then they've got their big brothers, the Javelin Attack Speeder. I like these. These have a sort of Flash Gordon look to them, yeah. the models. And they're even I better like since, since the last army list came out because they got a point drop. Yes. Um, they get an extra armor value and they've got twin-linked cyclone launchers by default with a heavy bolter. <laughs> and they've got the, um, got the grav backwash rule, Yes, they? grav backwash rule. It's yeah. quite cool. What does that um, do? So it's the same thing as the... Custodes grav tanks have. Yeah, it's a minus uh, two. When you penalty. assault them, yeah, it's minus two. So you're hitting them on fives because they're vehicles of the demo. You're using them on threes. threes. Yeah. yeah, so you're hitting them on fives in combat. Nice. As long as, it's not, as, long as they're not immobilized, yeah. Got you. See, that's that's not bad, is it? I mean, the cyclone missile launchers are the same as what's in the, the Tyrant Siege Terminator. So there's mm-hmm. two strength eight AP3 shots or two. Um, small blast templates and a heavy bolter, yeah, and that's, so the, that's the that's the basic model, isn't it? Essentially, four crack missile shots from each one of them, and the hunter killer missiles on these have also been really, really used. Really, I've been I've had these used against me to great effect. Yeah, and they can deep strike or outflank, so and you can end up they have firing. Strafing run. Oh yes, 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 true. So that's a uh, you know, twos to hit on ground targets, effectively. Mm-hmm. So actually, that, that's a useful and very handy unit, and not massively expensive. No, 
and, and you can also take swap out the cyclone launchers for las cannons I'm trying to think whether you would or you wouldn't really. It depends what you were going up against, I suppose. If you're outflanking them in order to sort of take armor out, because that's basically what you want to do, isn't it? You may want to swap those out for um, las cannons. But if you're coming in on an outflank, you're going to be hitting the side armor anyway. I just wish they had made these in a kit with um, the cyclone launchers and the las cannons so you can magnetize them. Oh, right. You don't get both. It's no, either or. It's either or. You think for a 75 point model, you can have a las cannon and a multi-melter on it, mm-hmm. outflanking with strafing run. Yeah. Mind you, it's only armour. Only armour 11. <clears throat> yeah. Can they swap out the um, the heavy bolter for a multi-melter? Yeah. Uh, any javelin attack speed may replace a heavy bolter with a heavy flamer or a multi-melter. Ooh. Multi-melter's 10 points. I didn't notice that. <clears throat> How did the... I not notice that? And the um, yeah. cyclone missile launch for a last cannon is ten points as well. So, yeah, seventy-five. If you want to put some hunter missiles on there as well for the, you know, really go all out on it. Yeah, but that's gonna that's gonna cause a nuisance to you know anything really. Think about it hitting on twos. That's yeah. a pretty good. That's a good squad for what hundred and even if you didn't upgrade anything, that's still a, a pretty damn good squad for hundred and sixty-five points. For three of them. Well, you think that's only 30 points more than the Javelin squad? Yeah. So that's not... That's good. They're doing different, you know, probably slightly different roles, but... No, I think that's a good... That's a, and the Armour 11 helps, because it means you're not going to get shot to death by... Just bolted. Fire. Yeah, you're saying sort of auto-cannoning upwards, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, strength, strength six, basically, yeah. you need, don't you? So I think that that's a well, strength five, technically. But I reckon that that's probably, out of the, the ones we've seen so far, that would be my second choice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then really cool. what we were talking about earlier, the Storm Eagle gunship. This is actually, uh, this, is, this is now my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the only flying transport that can take your 20-man squads. It's such a, I think it's a great all-rounder. I like this. I've used these a lot in the past. I like the fact that it's not only useful as a transport vehicle, it also can do a job as an anti-tank hunting flyer Yeah. So with the last cannons and the multi-melters. Yeah, so it comes base with twin-linked heavy bolter, vengeance launcher, which is a 48-inch range, strength 5, AP4, heavy 2, large blast weapon. So, yes. And then four Tempest rockets, power of the yes. machine spirit, and armor 12 all-round. So, and strafing run. Yes, and no. Stra- no, no, not strafing run. No, not strafing. Not strafing run, bro. Fire raptor has it. You've been playing it wrong forever. Oh, the fire raptor has it. This useless. one doesn't. I, I wish to get the, get these around the wrong way. Yeah, I've Thank got two. I've got two of them. Love them. Um, you can switch out the heavy bolters for a multi 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 melter or a missile launcher, and replace yes. their tempest rockets with either Hellstrike missiles or two twin link las cannons. Yes, now I generally take the get rid of the rockets and take two twin link las cannons. So do I, and yeah. you can take armored ceramite. You can. Would I though? There's not too many. There are some. I wouldn't say that's not, but there aren't too many melter sky firing things. Not really. So I unless tend, you're really worried about those snapshots. I mean, I oh, tend. Yeah. I've been tending not to take it of late. Yeah. Um, so. It, as a flyer, it can deep strike and it's an assault vehicle, meaning you can do some real damage. 
by unloading 20 squads, sorry, squads of 20 tactical marines with an extra close combat weapon, which is what Isn't there I some tend to do. Weird rules about this. I know what you mean. It's like, can I deep strike my. So what I can basically use is like a massive drop pod. And, no, you uh, can't. You can't assault the first turn. No, because that's right. Cause so you got to so you deep strike, then move, then get them out. Which I guess, if that's the case, what would be the point of deep striking? Because you can come on thirty-six inches, right, with a flyer, and most battlefields. You can get to where you need to go with. Well, you can deep strike them in, but I think say uh, behind a nasty tank with not so great armor at the back and unload your las cannons into them. That is actually, that is a very good point. Now there is this rule about deep striking flyers, isn't there? Because you can't jink if you deep strike a flyer. Yes, that's right. Yeah. There's a, and I found it, John actually found it the other week and I've, well, the other month now. And, um, I, he pointed out to me and I was curious about whether it affected the uh, our, the um, Dreadclaw drop pod. Um, but because obviously that comes on as a flyer or comes on as a hovering thing. So. Yeah. But basically, yeah, it's assumed that I think you're in, um, you either have to declare that it's in zooming or, or um, hover mode. So basically you have to declare it at the time. But there's a rules, they're on page 123 of the, of the red book. Um, but yeah. Yeah, can't evade or go flat out from that. So yeah, I can see what you mean, Michael. It's basically deep strike it behind something and shoot the rear armor. Personally, I think they ought to be taken in pairs. Okay. The why reason that? why is that one and their own are a little easy to take down because then your opponent can concentrate all their skyfire on it. If you've got two and you and they come on in the same turn, which is yes, you know the, 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 what you need, um, <laughs> they have to split their focus. True. I guess that is the if, though, isn't it? Because it, worst case scenario, you get two of them. Turn two, one comes on, gets shot out of the sky. Turn three, the other one comes on, gets shot out of the sky with interceptors. So, Which is why you really gamble, need, isn't it? You need your reserves manipulation. You totally do. So either, like I say, a character or the Damocles. Yes. As an ultramarine player, you can have a, you know, I think you'd have a Damocles, wouldn't you, just to... Definitely. Give you that sort of advantage. Definitely. That's what I try to do. Yeah. Or there's the um, or try for two for rolls on the warlord trait. I think if that's still there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I forgot to check that. I meant to check the other day. You know the new uh, rule book. I shall have a look at it now. Um, whether you know you used to have like four different types of warlord trait. I wondered if they were still in there. Whether it was just yes. Uh, one of the trait. one of the one of the tables has gone, but that's the table that interacts with the um, oh, yes. with the maelstrom yes. deck. Yeah, because there's a warlord trait that gives you reroll reserves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you could just hope you had a Praetor and throw two dice and hope you get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so next one is a really weird one um, for a fast attack choice, and that's the Tarantula Sentry Gun Steve. Battery. This is the one fast attack option that I have. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got this as well. Nine of these, I think, somewhere. <laughs> I've got three of them, all with LAS cannons. Uh, Nine. See, I, I have, oh, let me think. I've got six with las cannons, three with melters. Mm, nice. Why? Because I'm an imperial fist player. Yes. And fits. I just line them up in front of my line. Yes. And then it's just some extra firepower that you can just chuck out and not have to worry too much about. You're not wrong. So and that would make sense. So it comes with twin-linked heavy bolters, but you can swap it for heavy flamers, las cannons, 
or a dual rotor gun, all of which are twin linked, or a multi or a multi melter of a dual rotor rotor cannon. Yes, yeah. rotor gun. They don't have a model for it though. Do they? Do they not? I suppose no. you could I use the assault s- cannon. I'm sure I've seen one. There may be one that Forge World don't do, but I'm sure I've seen one out there. That's okay. like if somebody's done a kit bash from an assault cannon. But the Possibly. rotor cannon, it's the strength three one, isn't it? I'd probably do the um do just use the assault cannon razorback assault yeah. cannon as it's yeah. that's what I would do. Got yeah. So anyway, we've all got these. Right. Have you got some growth? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was the first model ever painted for my um world world eaters is a tranche of a sentry gun. Um because I wanted to check the the, the colour scheme, it worked quite well. So mm. but I've, I've used it a couple of times. You get the boosted skill minuses, don't you, which does suck a bit. Yeah, ballistic skill three. Yeah. Yeah. Um and they've got these rules about automated fire as well and what they can shoot and stuff. So you have a limited control over them. But they actually are pretty cheap what they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. So. Um they're, they're quite good. I think they're great. Um but the, the you know you give them con- you can give them concealment which makes them shrouded until they start to fire or forward mm. deployments so you can jump them 12 inches away from their starting point um they've got two firing modes for the game point defense so you can fire 36 degrees in front uh, 36 inches but only within the forward 90 degree arc or you can fire the full 360 degree firing arc but only at 18 inch range and only specific okay. weapons in the battery can fire at specific targets. Which effectively yeah, they have gives to target you, yeah. vehicles and some of the infantry, infantry don't yeah. yeah. So effectively that gives you split fire on a unit if you've got them with different equipment. Because I yeah. the reason I took them is because I didn't want to I had too many things in my heavy support squad to take a heavy weapons team with less cannons. Mm-hmm. So I took this uh, three squads of these to fill the that sort of last cannon void, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, makes sense. Just to sort of you know, just line them up and away you go. Because they're tough to seven in the artillery, aren't they? So they are. Yeah. Tough to six. Tough to six. six. Right. Two wounds, yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to instant death them unless you hit them with a specific instant death weapon. So yeah, they can take a bit of punishment. I think they go. They just sort of fall to bits when you get in close combat with them, but. Um, yeah, like I said, they could do a job for you. I mean, for me, it was it was down to the fact that Phil convinced me that they could deep strike. All right. And they can't. They can in 40k. Well, they could in 40k, 40K. in some yeah. in some armies. Yeah. And the one good get- thing they do have, sorry. Yeah, he was getting them mixed up. Um, they've got the Hyperius thing, haven't they? The air defense. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they've That's, got like a little radar-y thing, haven't they? Yeah, it's just so it's strength A, AP three, heavy one, skyfire, interceptor, and heat seeker. So failed to hit an AP rolls of one must be re-rolled. So that's quite cool. Yeah, but you can't that get that cool. from anywhere at the minute. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm just quickly looking at. Yeah, I thought cool. it's Cromlech, the the people that I saw the. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They one. do a, a mini gun, a mini gun turret for the. Rotor cannon sort of thing. Okay, cool. They do their own turrets as well. Yeah, yeah. So, 
because heavy flamers, because Ford World don't do a heavy flamer one. No. Um, okay. Okay. So then the next one, which is a very popular one. Yes, this is the Ford Capri of um, of heresy. Yeah. Everybody has one of these. <laughs> the Primaris Lightning <laughs> Strike me. Fighter. Oh, not me either. I don't have one. I'm going to get Goodness one. Goodness me. Am I the only person who's got one? Uh, out of this, out of the three of us, yeah. Out of three of us, yeah. Wow, that's probably some weird heresy nonsense going. That's probably statistically impossible. You see these all the time. These are so popular. And why are they so popular? Why? What's your view, view on this, Michael? I think I know why. I think that they're just very good. They're fantastic. I mean, um, it's a high-speed supersonic fighter. It's got agile. Um, it's only got two HP points, uh, sorry, hold points, um, but it's got a chaff launcher. So it's got four plus plus against missiles. Um, and you can get the uh, ramjet diffraction grid. So it's a very, very survivable aircraft. Um, I think it's one thing on one thing only that makes this unique or very good in today's kind of meta. And that's the crack and penetrator missiles. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the that's the selling point for these. Yeah, you usually see these loaded up with three dots of crack and penetrate missiles because they're a fantastic anti-Spartan unit. Yes, they are. They are. I mean, yeah, just, um, you can get strafing run if you take the gr- ground tracking auguries. Yes. Um, battle server to control. You get tank hunter. Yes. And Which you probably wouldn't want if you've got a load of crack and missiles. For you. It's a bit overkilly. Yeah. Because it's you'd just be re-rolling armor pen, which you were re-adding two dice for anyway. So, I mean, yeah, I, anyway. I've seen it with twin-linked auto cannons and then two lots of crack and penetrators. I tend to take mine with um, just a norm rather than just load it up with crack and penetrator because it's boring after a while. Um, I kind of use it for more of a um, anti-aircraft role as a basic fighter. So yeah. I will take the the twin-linked auto cannons at twenty points each. Or the um, twin link, just normal missile launchers. So yeah. that's you know, strength eight. So I yeah. tend to take those two as options, um, and basically use it as an anti anti flyer defense yeah. mechanism. But yeah, its its main role that you'll see throughout the heresy is crack and penetrate missiles, unlead it. But the only only thing I would say was if you were going to rely on this for Spartan duty, because obviously the the, the reason why you take this is because of the ranged armor bane. And I think mm-hmm. the crack up penetrator missiles are strength eight. Strength eight yeah, AP1. Yes. Yeah, AP1, which is also fantastic, but they are armor bane. So worst case scenario, you're, you're shooting the front arc of a Spartan with a strength eight armor bane. So that would become strength seven because of the flare shield. So you would need seven on two dice to get a glance, eight for a pen. Mm-hmm. So pretty reasonable odds of getting a penetrating hit. And then, of course, if it's AP1, you just need a five and the thing's history. Yeah. So, you know, pretty damn useful so it's good for that the other one i like is the you don't see too often but you mentioned it here the sun fury missiles Mm -hmm. um strength six ap3 large blast yeah um but they get hot like you say Uh, two h two hit points you know it's a gamble yeah and then what do you think about the phosphate clusters um i was just reading those actually pretty good i mean strength five ap2 three inch blast and you know that that's that's heavy too, so that's two lots. Um, the problem, I think they, they, bomb too. I think if you take a hit with them, though, there's a good chance you'll blow your plane up, which is very funny. So mm, I think yeah, they've got the deadly cargo rule. Deadly cargo rule, yeah. So basically, you know, 
you've got these bombs on board that are pretty unstable and if you take a penetrating out there's a chance the whole the whole thing just goes up in flames which, yeah. is, which i've never seen done because i've never seen anybody use them actually i've seen them used quite a bit well, the force effects bombs yeah not by you okay, but okay. other people no, no. got you um yeah but no the most mostly of what i see is the auto cannons the crack and penetrator most of all and then sometimes sun fury got you and i've seen yeah. once multi lasers yeah i'm not quite sure what multi lasers yeah. three shot strength six yeah maybe not i i don't know why anyone would take multi lasers I'm, I'm trying to work it out myself. I think there's, there are better weapons than that on there to do the same thing. I suppose if you, you're doing the strafing run and you've got the battle servitor. But, but yeah, the same yeah, points as an auto cannon. Yeah. I'd take the auto cannon. It's one yeah. less shot, but strength seven. Yeah. yeah. I take the auto cannon every time. Totally. And they've got a three up jinx save as well, haven't they? Uh, they have. They've got, yeah. they've yeah. got agile. They've, agile. Yeah. So three, they take a jinx yeah. save, it's three up. Yeah. So. A very very popular choice, and I like the model itself. Looks really good as well. Mm. Yes, the the original one wasn't very nice, but the new... I quite like the original one with the with the kind of eagle wing thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I like I like the new one. It's quite yeah. nice. Um, yeah, and then it, I don't. I you know what? I've never seen the electromagnetic storm charge. No, because it's a bomb, isn't it? It's like you have to chew on working out where you've been and stuff so i've, I've had i must admit it's 10 points i think for the storm charge isn't it and i've, I've toyed with it yeah numerous occasions i've never got around to actually using it so maybe we should try it once and see what happens mm. but i think you'd have to use a lot of them yeah to do something oh yeah i think you'd have to take a lot you know do a lot with them yeah and i guess in the world of um we talk about legions. There aren't that many things with haywire, so the storm charges are one of the few things with haywire, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So then, it'd be good for getting rid of a, a single hole point or something. But but obviously their biggest their biggest use that I've seen is as you said taking out Spartans because they can deep strike yeah. around around them. They could. And I suppose the thing is, like I say, generally speaking, the Spartans going to drive straight at you. The only thing I would say is that y- you could be out of sync. So what could happen is if you if the Spartan's on there from turn one, the Spartan drives twelve inches turn one, maybe shoots one of its guns at um with a machine spirit normally it's gonna snap fires the other one, or if they're going really crazy they won't shoot anything and just do the extra six inches for the turbo boost, which means that the Spartan's gonna be in your deployment zone in turn two. Mm. Yeah. But your reserve role may not come on till turn three. If you see what I mean, and yeah, like I said the thing about Spartans is you want to stop Spartans turn one, so the javelin could be not the best choice for for anti Spartan duty because it's never going to get there when it needs to get there unless you can deter the person using the Spartan to drive the, right the lightning, away. the lightning, yeah, the lightning. Sorry, yeah. So see what I mean? It could be you think right, I put three dots of crack and penetrating missiles, and bear in mind that once you've done that, that thing rocks in over two hundred points. Mm. And it's yeah. almost as expensive as a Storm Eagle once you fully load it up. Yeah. And it's only got two hull points and it's got much worse armor. So you think, right, I'm going to have one of these for anti-Spartan duty, but the reality is the Spartan would have already done its business pretty much <laughs> all over all over your back line by the time the lightning actually turns up. So just a little, little hand, handy hint there. Plus, 
you know, people are getting wise to this, and there is a lot of interceptor out there now. Yeah, particularly yeah. Derrida. Especially the Derrida is just rocking, and the yeah, um, Arcus. Yeah, that's the one. There's another one that's going to really wreck your day. Yeah, because so those two whole points will be shredded. So then the other flyer, the last flyer, is the Zy- is the Zyphon Pattern Interceptor. I didn't rate these until I, until I got two of them on the case last week. They're kind of like a souped-up lightning. They are, aren't they? They're yeah. a bit better armor, but the, the weaponry's not as good as I Pretty. Well, no. Uh, two twin-link mass cannons. One, hey, it's not one shot as well, is it? It's the, the rotary missile launcher. It's, yep. You, keep, you, know, you yeah. keep rocking it. So Heavy 2, strength 8, AP 2. And re- and you have to re-roll successful jink or cover saves. That's actually a very good point. Then you roll D3 times D3. per penetrating hit, and you pick the best one with um, AP granting plus one. Sorry, what's that? That's going to give it strafing round. It's got AP two, so it's got plus one to the AP. But when you oh, roll, yeah, yeah, re-roll, D- yeah. yeah, you roll D3 times, so you can roll twice, and then you're rolling... You know, you yeah. roll two dice. You could roll it three. Yeah, see what you mean. It's AP Add one. AP two, so it could be you roll three dice, and if you get one six, you've blown them up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think yeah. it's a great little flyer. I mean... Um, You've used yours, haven't you? It's a great effect. I have not actually used mine in Heresy. I've used it in 40K. Have you not? I've oh, never okay. had a chance to use it in Heresy yeah. yet. Um, I really need to. It's fantastic. Uh, it's a mo- it's a fantastic model. But, yeah, I mean... It, it's five points. It's, so a, it's as much as a fully kitted out lightning. Mm. I mean, it can take chaff launchers and ground augury trackers. Right. Um, and it's agile, so, you know, you still got your free plus jinx save. And oh, it's got yeah. armored ceramite included. So I think it's probably better than the lightning. Interesting. Because I, I think because, it, because the Kraken missiles are one shot. Yes. Whereas with this, the rotary missile launcher... You, you can continue to do it. That's that's also true. I think the thing with the lightning is the lightning is kind of like a come on and for a specific purpose of taking out something that's flare shielded up or the like or a heavily armoured vehicle. Whereas that, the Xiphon's got a bit more survivability in that regard and also can can loiter and, and cause damage ongoing. Yeah. So I think you might be I right. Think I think if you're spending 135 points plus um, yeah, I'm trying to do all the, the extra bonuses for the yeah. Primaris, for the Lightning to get it, just to yeah. do, just to take out a Spartan. Exactly. For the same amount of points you spend, as, you, know, you might well, spend on a Zyphon. That's gonna... so if I was going to go for three lots of Kraken missiles, okay, so you get two Kraken missiles, bear in mind you get two Kraken penetrate missiles for each hard point. So that yeah. gives you six yeah. six missiles. Yeah, 35 points for each of those. So that'd be another two. 105 points. So that would give you two, that'd be 240 points. Yeah. Just with nothing else. So no ground tracking auguries or anything. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at, so ground tracking auguries, you're looking at 250. So let's say that's our anti armor flyer. Compare that to the Xiphon. I think that the, you know, the lightning could rock up, drop, shoot four of those missiles into something. AP one, there's a. I think it's a yeah. good chance to take a spot now. I'm not then, sure that Zyphon could do it. You've, you've blown your load, as it were, <laughs> yes. and then you've got 
a flyer of going around that's not going to do a great deal for the rest of the game. You, you're right. You're right. I think the, Whereas the, with the, the, the Xiphon, for sure, because it can have the ground tracking augury, so it's you know it can deep strike, so you could bring it on a, a good angle again. Yeah, it's heavy too. It's got the cluster warhead. I think. Yeah, I think. But if I was going between the two, the Xiphon's cheaper and probably over the period of a six, five, cool six, bad. ten game, it's probably going to do you more good. I think you're right. I don't disagree with you. I think that there's, I do think that there's more chance of stopping <clears throat> Spartan in one turn with the lightning and there was the Xiphon, but you're right in terms of overall adaptability because that gun that the the cluster warhead thing that the Xiphon's got would be equally good against Terminators, whereas the yeah. missiles would be a waste against Terminators. Plus, it's two. I mean, it's two shots a turn. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. this might be a this might be a job for one of our soon to be released episodes of compare the compare the compare unit the... dot com, where we take two units of a similar similar point value and see which is the best. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, so the final fast attack choice is the Anvilus Pattern Dreadclaw Drop Pod. Oh, I did not know there were so many fast attack options. Oh, <laughs> there's more heavy support. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's the section I look at. Yeah, exactly. We just skip over this bit, don't we? Yeah, like so really uh, costs as much as free drop pods, no bolters, but it's mobile and has a heat blast, which means it can hurt infantry and it can even threaten medium armored vehicles. I use these a lot because obviously my world, yeah. world dishes have them. What their their biggest unique selling point is, you don't have to get out of them turn one. Yes, so you can bring it down in flying mode for a turn, and then well, just in in the hover mode for a turn, they can they can deep strike down. They don't have to get out. You can heat blast around you, but the joy of them is they're assault vehicles. So when you do get them out, and then the following turn, the guys get out and assault. So it's a good yeah. way of getting a unit behind somebody's lines. You know that they can't assault first anyway, so protected mm-hmm. by the by the drop pod itself. And then the next turn, they're out <coughs> and they're in amongst it. Yeah, and you know they really do wreck face when you know you get a yep. squad of ten, ten very nasty whatever's out of there. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yep, and, and um, they're very good for it. Yep. Like I said, the only thing I suppose is that. You can only get ten models in this. That's five terminators. So yeah. you're not going to be throwing in unless you're going for non-power, sort of non-terminator yes. armored yep. kind of units. Um, you're not going to get your praetors and stuff in there unless they're, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. or it's a special terminator squad. And you know, some of them you can get that squads of three, can't you? I think some of the get command squads and that you could probably yeah. get, maybe get command squad and and these and also the other advantage and a primark. Yeah, no, because th- well. I don't think they've got a rule against... Yeah, I think they can probably take... It doesn't say you can't take bulky or... So, yeah, no worries. Yeah, indeed. But I think that their their main thing is the fact that you don't have to get out of them. And they can fly around as well, so they, they kind of become like a flying transport. Yeah. But they are expensive. 105 points is quite a lot. But you can buy them without having to get right of war like you have to with the drop pods. Yeah. Indeed. I think they they're pretty and, cool. So there's a lot of stuff in there, isn't there? Yeah. You're right. There's, there's more, more like than, I said, I just I haven't really... I tend to... I mean, I've always... Not always, but I tend to skip over that section trying to get to the heavy support stuff, so... 
Yeah. So it's good going through it because I'm sort of looking at the Xiphon now and thinking, oh, maybe something for the, the fists in the future. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think the... Um, I think the javelins are quite a cool way to go. So, so what would you say, of all of those things that you had, what would be your top choice? If you had, to, if you had a like a right of war that says you've got to take one fast attack choice, what would it be out of that lot? Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, if I have so to you take have to, one. Let's say you've got to buy a model or three models or whatever from yeah. Forge World. For your fast attack choice, which one do you choose? Mm, I'm torn between the javelins and the jet bike. Okay. For me, I am either the Xiphon or the javelin. You can only have one of them, can't you? No, you can have three. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, probably the javelin for me. A squad yeah. of three javelins. So I'm trying to figure the way that I play. With- with last cans, just with the Imperial Fists. Yeah. I think I would still... I'd still go with the Storm Eagle. Because I think it just... In terms of the model and what you can use it for... Yeah. It's got a lot of... It's, it's You've got those guys. You've got a lot of different armies. got a lot of different sort of yeah. types of armies, if you see what I mean. You can use it for close air support if you wanted to spend the points on that. You can yeah. use it as a, as a really good transport vehicle. But you're right. The other one would definitely be those three javelins. Yeah. Definitely. So there we go. Well, that's four drops selling much. themselves yeah. nine javelins. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mark. That was a really interesting little bit of analysis you done there. That was really yeah. cool. Okay, no problem. So shall we um, chip in, get it, go straight into the uh, Ultramarines list then? Yes, let's do this. Okay, so this... This month's list challenge um, sees Graham and Chris decide to, uh, well, decided um, to make Ultramarines lists. So, obviously, the Ultramarines are my army. Um, so, let's see what they, uh, let's see what they let's... come up with. Um, so, shall we start with um, with Graham? Yeah. So, um, I was never a big fan of the Ultramarine, to be honest with you. They are kind of the poster boys for everything that I don't like about Loyalist Force. <laughs> Um, you know, because they are, but it's interesting because actually what, so because I've obviously not had a great deal of luck on these top gear challenges, uh, I thought I'd actually do a bit of research and look into the actual, you know, I couldn't get myself into that ultramarine state of mind because I always thought they were hugely arrogant, if I'm honest with you. Um, but it was interesting because I started, I started to read up about them and look at the history and look at, you know, the way that, um, Gulliman kind of carried on and his sort of how he was sort of founding all the rest of it. And that was really interesting. I really liked the story. You know, he's kind of overthrowing the oppressors and stuff, which I could totally get behind. Um, so once I started to read more about them, I started to feel a bit more, um, you know, a bit more sympathetic to their cause. They weren't as bad as I thought. They weren't like this, you know, very aloof and very sort of elitist um, band of people. They were actually, you know, quite egalitarian in that regard which which i like you know yeah. being iron warriors prayer which is completely the opposite of egalitarian um, it was <laughs> you know you wouldn't you would have thought that i wouldn't like it but you know what I, I really sort of bought into their background and i can see why people play them which is good so in that regard it was an excellent way of um, introducing me and getting me something to think about so what i went for is um 
I'd read somewhere that actually that there was, there were because they're a very flexible force, and one of the things that comes across from looking at their, you know, their um, special rules and their rights of war and stuff is that the, you know, this is about flexibility and a well-disciplined kind of military force. So I want to do something a bit different. So I've read somewhere that they were particularly good at um, assault. You know, they had a similar kind of ethos to the Sons of Horus when it came to assault. So I wanted an army that was kind of assault-based. Uh, so this is what I kind of put in my army. So what I've got is I had uh, Captain Remus Ventanus. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got a, a Legion chap, champ, champion, because you never see them. But I thought, you know what, you know, these guys are honourable. The challenge, you know, they've got all of that kind of, ex, you know, really want to be excel in their sort of martial game, but still be very honourable. I had this idea of this kind of honourable Legion champion, you know, leading the forces, the sort of, the one that all the rest of the guys would look up to. So I like the idea of that. You never see Legion champions, by the way. I've never seen one in my No, you don't really see them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because we're, um, you know, we're in the world of um, Ultramarines, one of the advantages, obviously, is the um, Master Signals being able to take the Damocles Command Rhino. So I've got a Master Signals in a Command Rhino, which was cool. Um, I then did a few... Apocryphes, because one of the things that differentiates this legion from the Iron Warriors is that they care about the, their losses. You know, they won't commit forces willy-nilly and grind enemies down. They'll think about it a bit more and work out the best way of doing it without completely decimating themselves. So I thought, well, if that's the attitude, then they would have Apocryphes. They'd be more common than they would be in, say, the Iron Warriors. Mm-hmm. So I've got an Apocryphean detachment to go with... Um, what I'm going to have, which is two uh, full-on assault squads. Yeah. So these are ten-man assault squads uh, with um, melter bombs because you never know um, super heavies and stuff. So they were basically going to be the the, the, the sort of punching force. The Apocryphes also had um, jetpacks, jump packs rather, and so does the um, Captain Remus, I think. Mm-hmm. So no, uh, no, he doesn't look, have a jump pack. Or does he not? No, no, he doesn't. He's a, he's a guy at the back. That's right. Um, and then I had a, a. I also really fancied doing. Oh, the idea I kind of thought was that. So I put a reconnaissance squad in. Again, you don't see them very often, but I thought it would be. You know, they would scout that area out first, see where the weaknesses were, and that's what the reconnaissance squad would be there for. And then the assault squads would sort of come in afterwards, um, smash their way through and, and kind of win. Mm-hmm. And then I had a um, tactical squad, uh, just a legion tactical squad. Um, just nine Marines, basically, normal stuff with extra close combat weapons to sort of sit at the back with um, with the captain there. Um, And then one of the ones, another thing that that appealed to me greatly was the, uh, if I try and pronounce this right. Locutarius. Right, thank you very much. So a Storm Squad, now these look pretty cool, these guys, I quite like them. Hand flamers, bolt pistols, all sorts of weird, crazy stuff going on. But I like the idea of it, again, fitted or fits my assault ideal pretty well. And I think they would be good at that kind of rule. So then after that, I thought, well, actually, they're going to want a, a combination of two things. You know, they're going to be assault squads. There's going to be artillery. So two Medusas. Yeah. Then I've got a death, stro- death Storm drop pod, because, again, I thought Reconnaissance Squad would be there. The Death Storm would come down, smash the area up. The mm-hmm. artillery would fly over, and then the guys would assault. That kind of thing. So... 
that was the reasoning for the death, death storm drop pod. And then finally, the my now obligatory Arcus um, yeah. tank, because again, I think that fits pretty well. And finally, because I've always had a bit of envy about how nicely your Ultramarine's Fellblade looks, I thought an Ultramarine's Shadow Sword would look fantastic. That's and again, very different. Big, big gun, smash the place up. The assault squad's coming afterwards to, to mop up. So rather than, say, the Iron Warriors, which would be just trying to flatten you with artillery and then send a massive bloody assault in, this was a this was kind of assault, but thought about with the, the best possible chance of success, if you see what I mean. So that was my complete thinking for my, you know, taking one aspect of the Ultramarines, i.e. that A, they look after their guys, and B, you know, they, they do have an assault aspect to them and seeing how how would that translate into ultramarine world rather than, say, Iron yeah. Warrior world. Yeah. So there you go. That's me. Okay. Any questions? I'm curious as to why I went with a seat with a strike with a storm storm squad, you went with hand flamers instead of, say, plasma pistols. Yeah. Well I, I kind of figured that it would be it's more assaulty. Mm. You know, we're talking about probably taking out a fortification or something like that, and you'd be one of be flamering everything, you know, putting flamers through door handles and stuff, and yeah, kind of rather than the more precision strike of a of a plasma pistol. Mm. Okay, cool. No, no, that makes sense. Very so fluffy. probably probably like I say not the most effective use of that squad, but I just like the idea behind it. You know that this. I think the idea was, like I say, reconnaissance squad would be there first. They'd scope it out. Then they would get the artillery with the drop with the death storm drop pod. Then you get the big tank. And then finally, when that's all been sort of softened up, you'd get your assault squads, but they would be backed up with apocryphies. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think he says optimistically that that captures an aspect of ultramarines in terms of how they are. I think it's it's a nice list. It's a, it's a theme. It's, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. different from you know the normal stuff you'd see in Ultramarine. So that was again another thing. A bit like I've took a, took a bit of inspiration from the oh, Night Lords the other week and tried to do a different, just take a riff on a particular theme that I'd picked out. Yeah, having the um, super heavy as well. Yeah, I, I mean I like the tank, you know, and it's <laughs> any opportunity to use it, and it's a different tank. You don't see it very often, yeah. so. Um, that was that was what appealed really. I mean, I've got to say, I I like after looking at making this list, um, again a bit like the white scars, but probably a bit more realistic actually to be able to do it with ultramarines. Always like the color scheme, um, and I think that there's a, you know, there's um, it, it would be an interesting army to play. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Like I said, it would be. I think I'd, it gives you option to deep strike stuff as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting across time. the getting across the board. Yeah, getting early and yeah. So I think it was like turn one would be all about the shooting, softening the target up. Turn two, I'd try and get the guys in because I've got the Damocles command rhino to add plus one to my reserve rolls. Yeah. No, I like so, it. So there you go. Cool. Cool. So awesome. So what's what's in Chris's list then? Yes. So I went a similar vein of thought with assault, but a slight variation on it. Okay. So I my list from I took where are we? One second. 
So I took um, Damocles Command Rhino, mm-hmm. a Delegatus mm-hmm. with Boarding Shield, Legatine Axe, Melter Bombs, and a Plasma Pistol. And the Legatine Axe is a fantastic piece of awesome equipment. piece of equipment, I've Brilliant. got to say. It really read is. It up, I could not believe how good that is. That's why I also took the Invictus Caesarans. They can all have them, can't they? They all have them, yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar, the rules for these things are... So the axes are AP2, melee, specialist weapon, cutting strike. Notice the lack of unwieldy in that sentence. So basically, these are AP2 weapons that hit a normal initiative. Very Mm. cool. They are pretty cool. They are pretty, pretty cool. So I've got a... Any roll of a six automatically wounds, regardless of toughness. So I took um, six of them. Nice. And I've just realised I've made a slight miscalculation, but basically I've got six of them, five of them with plasma pistols, one with a bolt pistol, because I forgot to change it and didn't adjust it, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, two squads of breaches. Yes. Uh, with uh, melter bombs, a nuncio vox. I probably don't need that. Um, and <clears throat> each of those two squads are in a land raider Proteus. That's true. With armoured ceramite and an auxiliary drive each. Yep. Um, just to get them across the board nice and nice and yep. safe and also nice and cozy. with the twin link las with the las cans on the side. Yep. They can really chuck out some firepower. Cool. Uh, I took two <clears throat> funny enough we were just talking about them. Two javelin speeders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we've been talking, I've made a slight adjustment. So I've given them a multi melter each, um, but I've kept the um, cyclone missile launchers. Right. A Cestus assault ramp. Oh, interesting. With an auxiliary drive, putting and in the frag assault launchers, in, and no, you got so, round ranges for the boat. Oh, putting in the Caesarians in there, yeah. Yeah, with the Delegatus. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> two Arcus uh, tanks. Two Arcus. He's gone double Arcus. I've gone double Arcus. <laughs> and in my Lord of War selection, the big man himself. Oh, Bobby G. Bobby G. Now, this I wasn't sure on. The assault ram has a capacity of. 12 is he able to go in it so the assault ram because I know it can only take there's a thing about what armour it can take it's mm, a good point so I think it says does it say any models in terminator armour only count as one um, yes I've lost a page now and what armour has Mr. Mr. G it doesn't got? actually specify uh, I think he can go in there. It's just he counts as bulky, but the uh, uh, misericordia of the Seastus sa- yeah. uh, allows so him to just sort of slip in as one. So he'd be going in the Seastus <laughs> with the Delegatus and the Caesarans. Right. Just to... Just to wreck somebody's yeah. day. He is, He's got he some is, great special rules, hasn't he? He does. He I really, really does. Like He's a real, um, a real buffer, as it were. Really good at, you know... 
um, getting the rest of the units around him to, to be really good. I think, um, but yeah, he is, <clears throat> he's the avenging son. That's what they describe him as. Um, and this was all about avenging things. So exactly. get him a, and the, I mean, the Damocles is really there to make sure that he gets on yes. sort of early doors in the, does he, have a, does he have a special rule anyway, if I remember rightly, about re-rolling reserves and the like? Was that just seeds initiative stuff? I have to double check that because I can't remember now. Because he may be doubling down on that. Yeah, there's every chance. A quick look. There's oh, Tempest gone. I've lost Tempest. Because if he is enough, there's you know, there's a hundred points that I can quite easily spend somewhere else. No, but the, mind you, the um, Damocles gives me an orbital strike, doesn't it? So it does give you that as well. That's true. So that's quite a nifty little thing. But that was, you know, we've both gone sort of similar sort of veins of thought with the getting across because that's what I would do with the um, breaches, get them across the board in the land raiders. Yeah. Get them nice and safe and snug and and do do their thing. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they've all got, oh, and the breaches have all got power swords. There is right. that too. Full on. Yeah, full on. They can <laughs> shoot stuff and stab stuff. Very good. Now he's got um, he he can re-roll first turn. Oh, okay, so successful attempts yeah. to see. So, uh, in an army containing Robert and Gilliman, has been has been determined to have first turn in a particular mission. The opposing player must re-roll successful attempts to seize where this is a factor. So if somebody sees initiative, you can force them to re-roll. Cool. Pretty yeah, so the, good. So the, um, the Damocles, yeah, it, it's, it's just there to make sure that he gets on in his fun bus. Yes. In his flying, flying fun, fun bus. Flying fun bus. With the, yeah, the Delegatus <laughs> and all the other with yeah. the squad, basically. Because they cast troops, I've just noticed, on his special rules as well. They do, mm. yes. Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. Incidentally, the the, the rules for the um, misery cord, or whatever it's called, um, this is for the cestus. Say, I'll read it out because it's actually a bit slightly different word. Uh, yeah. Transport capacity of ten models, but may only transport models in power armor, artificer armor, or terminator armor. Mm. Okay. So we might. The latter yeah. of which do not count as having the bulky rule in this specific instance. Uh, so it still counts so as bulky. But he may not even if he doesn't have any of those armors listed, could he actually go in it? I think he's he got the armor of just reason, which is a two plus four plus. Mm, this is where this is the whole thing about. I've had this before actually about does Perturabo have Terminator armor? Mm, yes. See so that was gets yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all down to you know how you wanna. It is, you're right. It depends how much you've interpreted it. And I wasn't, I, I, I did it anyway. I wasn't 100% sure. That's why I asked the, asked the question. I asked the panel. Yeah. I think um, it's perfectly fine, personally, but, you know, people may. There will it. be. Yeah. No doubt. There'll be people I writing. I don't think in. it'd be an issue. People will be writing in across the entire world saying, <laughs> Dear Age of Empires, how dare you, yeah. Robert Gilliman, uh, get into that? Just as a sort of sort round, absolutely, yeah. and rightly so. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> Empire armors, Empire yeah. care of yeah. PO box. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. But yes, that was my list. The Arcus is there to 
lend some support fire, take out some, you know, the reasonable sized targets. Um, I know you guys love them. Mm-hmm. We do. They so, are a good um, but yeah, that was the that was really the thinking. That would be a tough list, I think, too. What you've put together there, I think Gulliman does have a lot of bonuses, doesn't he? Yeah, um, which is really good. And putting them in that, like I say, the only problem I suppose you might have is if he doesn't turn up turn two. Yeah, that's, but that's again. That's the chances you take. Yeah, and the I mean that's what the Damocles is there Damocles for. Damocles should help. So, yeah, very good. Give me that. Give me that plus one. Mm-hmm. So really, this is going to come down to you, Michael, because you're the Ultramarines player. Oh, I am. I'm torn on this one because I think you've both come up with really, really, really good lists. That's a tough one. But maybe we should leave it for our viewers. Viewers, I think I personally, I think I might because Graham's gone with loads of fluff reasons and stuff. I might actually give it to Graham simply on the fluff side. He doesn't even have the Primark in his list. Effectiveness-wise, <laughs> I might... Uh, if I was going with a list that might be most effective, I might go with Chris. But, Chris is more effective. But yeah. if it's a list that is um, that is most fluffy, oh. I, I think I'd go with Graham. But I, I, it's yeah. interesting to know you, neither of you used a, uh, a right of war. Yeah. I just... I mean, I didn't think I really... I think because once you started using like the super heavies and stuff, I mean that's a big chunk of points, regardless of what you're going to do. Yeah, and trying to fit a super heavy, try and fit a right of war in around that. You know, if you want to take a lot of other expensive units using a right of war, if you yeah, want I to think... take the the, 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 you know, the multiple terminator squads and things, it's you're not going to have a lot there. I yeah, think it's quite difficult to do a themey list using that really. I like the the Logos Loctora special um, unique right of war, but the only problem is you can't deep strike or infiltrate with it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of knocked my plans of the idea of like you know having that having the army smash its way through and then having the guys deep strike into assault afterwards. That wouldn't wouldn't have worked. So that was why I think I decided not to do that. Yeah, because it kind of defeats the whole point of having that Loctora storm squad anyway. Because because they, you know, they've got that option. I mean, they're proper, proper hard, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they I are a couple of times. The uh, the Invectors, sorry, the Invictarus. Yeah. Is, I mean, they are a seriously tough squad. I think they are. Um, they're not cheap either. No, they aren't cheap. But like I said, I mean, they're absolutely great against everything. Ish, I guess. I suppose they've got some expensive things like those. Nobody's I've ever seen the the former Taurus Terminator squad, which is very similar to the um Tyrant Siege. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. similar. But yeah. very expensive and they get you know, you have to have more models to get the special rules and Got yeah. So yeah, so my um Captain Remus, the reason I took Captain Remus actually, um was uh minus one to all reserve rolls to our, to the opposing player. Uh, the own, the owning player may choose to re-roll reserve rolls. Mm-hmm. So um, I was basically it was like with him plus the Damocles, I was almost guaranteeing I would get the things that I needed to in turn two, as much as is humanly possible. So yeah. Could you? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Why is it? 
Uh, Okay, no, sorry, carry on. Okay. So teaming him up with the Damocles, whether you would, you know, what sort of horrible things you could do to that. But well, I guess yeah, basically you could you would get plus one to your reserve roll, so your reserves would be two plus, which you would then re-roll. Mm. Yeah. So there's a pretty good chance, unless you're like me, you can roll ones with alarming regularity. Um, but that's going to work work out in your favour, I think. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think those lists are pretty good. Um, I've, I, I'm the Locustarius Storm Squad with the two hand flamers might be interesting, especially you know with them when they deep strike, they get to fire twice. Uh, that's two yes, lots, that's. Two I mean, I think they would be great with it. With a um, the other thing I toyed about with this particular squad, but you can't do it. Obviously, would be with a um, what's the pistol pistolering um, centurion. But you can't join that because it has to be a destroyer squad. Yes. That's oh, um, Moritat. Yes. Because he would be great with them, wouldn't he? Because they look yeah. similar rules. I mean, it would just be perfect. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So should we move on to... Tom's hanging around. He just couldn't yeah. be within he, he couldn't two be, inches of couldn't, couldn't join the squad, yeah. 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 But if he was in, yeah, if he was nearby, yeah. it wouldn't make too much of an yeah. issue. Yeah. No, true. Okay, so should we move on to the events that are coming up and stuff? Yes. Yes, let's go for it. Okay. Okay, so let's have a look at the uh, events that we've got coming up. Um, well, that are coming up. So we've got uh, 3rd of March. So we've got the Horus Heresy narrative event in Brighton, for which tickets are still what? available. Um, obviously, I know you're not going to that, Chris, because you're coming no. up here instead. I'll be out to you at the end yep. of the month. Then 10th of March, there's the Betrayal event at War Bore Games in Kent. Um, 23rd of March, Company of Legends, R1, um, which I'm really looking forward to now. Yeah, I need um, to put my train ticket, actually, for that. I must remember to do it. Oh, you week. must do so, yeah. Um, the 14th of April, we've got the Rakalian Wars, so the Assault on Cortus 5, sorry, five, seven. 7. I'm terrible with Latin numbers now since I had a brain injury. <laughs> How can you I be terrible with Latin numbers? You've got ultramarines. I know. <laughs> I used to be fantastic with them because, you know, I went to a Catholic school, so yeah. um, I used to be great at them and then had the brain injury and now I have to count them. Um, it's quite annoying. I can't just I look at them and go, yeah. But that's in Southampton. That's the 30k Frontier event, um, which have been fantastic. Oh, very, very good. good and I think, This is with a bit of Zone Mortalis. Yeah, it? we need to see if we can get them to come up here. Yeah. We do. They need to come up north because Southampton is pretty much as far south as it gets. It is. You can fly yeah. there, though. Well, you can you fly there. In fact, my wife flew there um, yesterday because she right. went to a meeting in Brighton. Got you. Um, so I don't know why she flew to Southampton. I would have flown to Heathrow myself, but Gatwick. Gatwick. But he can't get a train plane from anyway. Enough of the travel arrangements of the North of England. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. get a plane directly to Southampton. Yeah, yes, you can. No, it's like you can get a train from Southampton. It's about an hour and a half, I suppose, two hours. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they drove. It was two hours. Yeah, I have a car from Southampton. Okay, yeah. so then you've got the uh, fratricide at Taras in Staffordshire on the twelfth of May, uh, and then the thirteenth of May. Um, there's the battle for Redium Alpha, um, in Cardiff, which is tabletop banter, um, event, um, which okay. should be good. Um, the 19th that, of May. That, where we went in Cardiff. Yes. Yes, it is. Isn't Fire, it? Was it, where was it called? What was the game shop? Firestorm. Firestorm, yeah. Very good. Firestorm games. 
Um, right. And then um, you've got the 19th of May, uh, the London Heresy, which we're all off to. I just yeah, booked our train tickets for that the other day, Graham. Yes, mate. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, got my disabled person's rail card for it. Well, after I found out, oh, that'll save me over 100 quid. There we go. And I'm your carer. Yeah, you are. So you get to oh, you get the, the, you get the third off the fare as well. The highest quality care a man can give. Yeah, yeah. It also helps out with the oyster cards, I'm told. So, <laughs> but you've got to go to the ticket office to sort out the oyster card. So, okay, no worries. We'll sort that out. Okay, yes. so then we've got the on the 26th of May this first Heresy Scott event, the desecration of Biafsaf. Biafasaf. I can't pronounce yeah. that. Beastasaf? Maybe you're meant to say it in a Scottish accent. Don't go there. Nope, not going to go there. That's in in Stirling. Where is Stirling? Is that near Edinburgh? No, no, it's (laughs) further north. (laughs) Is it near... You just chose one place you knew, didn't you? It's further further north. I think it's in the Highlands. Okay. Um, Okay, then you've got... Is it in the Highlands? I think it's in the Highlands. We should go before we offend Scottish listeners. But we should actually physically go to something. No, Central Scotland, not the Highlands, Central Scotland. Okay, had to Google that. Um, Okay, so then you've got the Spartan Axe edition in Surrey, which apparently is going to be phenomenal. They've got a great event pack. Um, Then the Siege of Volturius, which is in Derby. That uh, That looks like a very good event as well. I think that is, um, I think that's Emperor's Path. Right. I think that is Emperor's Path. But either way, it looks phenomenal. Um, they've done a, no, Tabletop Banter are doing that one. So they might, so, okay. so who's doing the, uh, who's doing the Cardiff one? That Maybe that's Emperor's Path. No, that's Tabletop Banter as well. <laughs> so they're doing two yeah. events. So two episodes. Two, two events. Months apart though. So months apart. Two months Very apart. Good. Um, that's braver than me. Oh, well, to be honest, based on how many tickets we sell for Company of Legends, sometimes, mm. you know, maybe next year there'll be more, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Or just do the same thing three times. <laughs> yeah. um, then there's the uh, Legion of Lies event, the Campaign for Furos in Colchester on the 24th of June. Nice. So that should be a good one. I really want to go to that one, but I don't think I can manage it. Um mm. Because it's not too far from my parents, so it would be okay. It would be an excuse, but I yeah. don't think I can get down there. Plus, you know, get to see the nephews and nieces. Um, then we've got the one that you guys are thinking of going to, the um, or, and I might go to seventh of July. Path I'm to confrontation. Not sure I can go now. Ah, oh, my change my, job because of my job change. Yes, um, that sort of reorganising all my holiday dates. Ah, that. I don't think I can get that that weekend off now, unfortunately. Well, they have a. Rule. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but, but they have a, they have a rules pack available great. for it now. So, um, <sighs> uh, yeah. okay. Because so, I hadn't booked it already, you see. Ah, yes. From my, I hadn't booked it for my last job, so I can't. Yeah, yeah, just, got it. yeah So it's just one of those. But if I can, I'll, then I'll find no other because it would know, be super easy, super convenient. Because it's in Haven, isn't it? Actually turned out just a little bit further down the road from me but yeah oh, right but you know, still still not far still not a million miles when it's stretching yeah. is this a one day at that one or is it a no it's a two day it's a, two, day, it's a weekender right it's a weekender um chichester 
confrontation yeah. events. Yeah. The Palant. Uh, yeah, Havant. I think they said it was. I think they said it was in Haven, didn't they? Yeah, Haven. Yes. It's not too far from Haven. Uh, bus station. Yes, yeah, so, 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 uh, and the train station, in fact, about five five miles further along the coast. Yeah, from just there. Yeah, it's not really, but yeah, just um, I'll have yeah. to check on that. And then the twenty first of July is the betrayal at Incubala in Staffordshire, um, which looks like a good event. Uh, 28th of July, there's the Call to Arms 2, the Nibelium, Nib, Nibelium Salvation, which is in Eastbourne. Cool. So maybe Eastbourne's if you, doable as well, isn't it? Yeah, maybe if you yeah. can't do part to confrontation, you can do that one instead. Yeah. Doesn't maybe. Greg Chaptermaster Dan live in Eastbourne? Yeah, he lives in that area, I believe. Mm. Yes, I believe he does. Well, it, the area anyway. Well, the south. Yeah. South, of, <laughs> south of London, <laughs> that does. That's like me going, someone lives in the north. Yeah. From where you are, everything is the south. From where I am, everything is the north. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, then the 18th of August, there's the Iceni Schism in Norwich, um, which is apparently going to be a good one. Yeah, Somewhere in the east. Making, making quite a lot of noise about that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 15th of September, it's the Warhammer World Horus Heresy Campaign Weekend. And then finally, the 28th of September, it's the Company of Legends Special Ops. <laughs> Who's running that bunch of us? My second five-hour train journey of the year. Yeah, Woo! except you're playing on this one. I'm playing on that one, yeah. 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 Oh, it could be worse. You could be getting the mega bus. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got a two-and-a-half-hour bus journey the other day. I hated just all two-and-a-half hours of it. Uh, I can't do anything worse I've, than getting the bus to I, I, Durham. I've done the mega bus from Newcastle to Birmingham, which is really weird because it goes via Manchester. God, that oh, must God. Have been hell on earth. And Jesus. I've done that a few times, and it's horrible. Yeah. So Especially quid. in June. Cost you, cost you a quid, but it cost you about six years of your soul. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Especially when someone insists on bringing on the stinkiest vindaloo possible right underneath the air conditioning unit. Some people don't deserve to travel. That's uh, you know, some, some, you know, proper mank bloke gets on in Manchester. We're already Steady. stood there for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I know exactly who I am. the bloody monks. It's the road to terror, guys. That's Scottish that's what it is. <laughs> no, no. I've got nothing po- against, got nothing against the them. But it, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was, you know, the, the whole giving it large oasis type. Gotcha. Um, you know, the stinkiest vindaloo possible sat right under the air conditioning unit. It was nice. awful. Um, well, we, I once, if we're going to talk about bus journeys, I once got the bus journey... Um, with my friend James from where we lived in Littlehampton to Nottingham. And nobody ever uses the toilet on a bus. You never want to use a toilet on a bus. But I swear to God, this guy went to this toilet and he must have he must have been saving he must have been eating neutron stars or something because no word of a lie. And he he, he you know he he, he dropped one out and I could swear the back axle of the of the coach nearly buckled under the pressure and you could just hear everything it was horrific never never go to the toilet on the bus the, the only the, the, the problem if you're gonna you know chuck out a few king kong fingers or something it's just not right the problem with that is that well the, the bus and the toilets are on the mega buses anyway the best the best seating you know for terms of legroom are the seats at the back yes but you are right next to the toilet yeah, and you hear everything. It amplifies it. And smell everything. Oh, I'll tell you what, this honestly, this guy must I don't know what he'd been eating. 
lead it. I think it literally felt like the back axle of the car of the of the thing was going to break under the pressure. Anyway, so what what other events? Are there? Toilet humor. Yeah. What what other events are there? That's, that's Megabus never sponsoring us. Yeah, never sponsoring us. <laughs> or anybody okay. from Manchester. So <laughs> yeah, just just get rid of that crowd. I am, aren't I? Yeah, Scott, Scott's it on, and the, 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 the yeah, that's it. Yeah. Great demographic. They've, they've got their own podcast. Yeah, they totally have. Very good, is too. Okay, so we've got twelfth uh, and thirteenth of May is Warhammer Fest in Coventry, which we spoke about earlier. I'll be yeah. going to. Um, then sixteenth of June is Black Library Live. I would love to go to this, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Mm-hmm. Sixteenth um, of July is the Forge World Open Day, which I definitely will be going to. I'm I'm going to make sure I go to it this year. Okay, cool. Because, um, yeah, that's where, that's pretty much the second big one for us, Heresy players anyway. I after might see to come to that one. Yeah. And then 18th and 19th of August, I definitely won't be going to this one, is Warhammer Fest Europe in Dusseldorf. Oh, that sounds cool. It, it would be. But, you know, I, you know, A, my German is really, really rusty. And considering I'm half, you know, half German, I, I should be better at it. Yes. And okay. um, I, mean, I can I say Achtung, and that's about it. I can see this is where this is going. So we're going to sw- swiftly move uh, on to the second twenty second of September. Yep, which is uh, the autumn <laughs> open day at Warhammer World. Right. And then the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth of November is the Warhammer Forty K Open Day at Warhammer World. Right. Okay. At which they do yeah. occasionally unveil some heresy stuff. Sure thing. Okay, so right, so what's happening with Company of Legends? What have we got going on so far? So had to change the menu ever so slightly because of dietary requirements. So chili has been replaced with sloppy joes. What is a sloppy joe? It's basically isn't it, um, isn't it chili in a burger? Yeah, but without chili. Okay. Yeah, it's meat. Okay. It's meat in tomato sauce. In a, it's mint in tomato sauce in a burger bun. Without the chili. Without the chili. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go. Okay. Might go. add a little bit of spice to it, but not chili. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure so thing. then we started the process of putting together what's going into the folders that people are using all weekend. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Got the format sorted out, and then we, me and Graham, sorted out the strategic phase and the planning phase. So now oh, we're hoping God. it's going to be a more immersive experience. I think it will be. Yeah, and you and Adam have been working wonders on the story. It's, it's. I suppose now that we're kind of nobody can pinch the idea off us, um, we can be a bit freer with uh, what we're doing. But um, so basically, we've spent last year. We after the last company of legends, we got some feedback, and we realised that while it was great to sort of play a story, it was our story. And people didn't have any real involvement in that story other than the fact that they were playing it. Um, and one of the sort of feedback things that we got was that people felt that it would be nice to have more of a say or, you know, feel that their actions are contributing to a, to a larger or narrative. Cause and effect kind of thing. Yeah. So we then started kicking around ideas about you know, how do you create a branching narrative. So basically the story itself is completely dependent on the results that the games have. And so we started messing around with lots of different models to do that. And they they go from the very complicated, um, which I think, you know, you end up with up to 60 or 70 potential outcomes because obviously each one has a, its own set of outcomes. They all interlink. Um, and we had to try and work out a more manageable way of doing that. So I think in the end we've given, we've got um, 
14 potential missions, I think, Mike. Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14. So there's 14 potential missions, but obviously you'll only ever play five of those through the course of the event. Um, but it's just depending on the results of the game before would depend on what mission you play next. So it, it comes from sort of computer games and stuff, you know, where you have a action that you do in a computer game and then that may lead to a different result. You play it through again, you get a different set of results. But we've now got a model, a mathematical kind of Excel spreadsheet model where we can use this going forward. So we've got a model that we think works with about branching narratives. Um, oh, and, sorry. That's all right. I, I linked and, something for, ha- for, for uh, Harry Welsh and... Right. Um, I was accident. I was accidentally linking it to him, and I played it, and it's got it. unmuted. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, this branching narrative thing, we we kind of then had to simplify it further because we still had a lot of narrative points we had to write. So we'd have to write fourteen different potential stories. Yeah. So we've now managed to do a, a mechanism there where we've got a lot of. I can't remember how many stories we've written now, but they're effectively each story is told. Um, depending on each mission and there's X number of endings. We've written all the endings and we've written all the different individual plot points between those. So the idea being is that one of the things that we had fed, fed back to us was it was too long between games while we wrote the story and sorted out the games. So we've now pre-created the, the narrative where we can plug some stuff in, but it's depending on that narrative is completely dependent on the results that people do. So that's the first thing. And the second thing it was also the strategic phase is now about we're going to use the Galactic Empire's tiles for people to decide where they're going to attack. Mm. And there are different um, in-game bonuses for owning X number of tiles. Like, for example, owning all the power stations might give you a certain thing, whereas owning all of the shield generators might give you another thing for your entire um, yeah. side, basically. So we've put a lot of work and effort into this. I can't tell you how much we've put in, um, but it's been a huge amount of effort. And we hope we've got something that's going to really stand the test of time and be very... Well, the interesting thing is going to be is with running with you got running the March event and running the September event. You don't, it'd be interesting to see how the two events play out. If you see what I mean, you get you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I think <laughs> I suggested, why are we doing two different lots of narrative? Why don't we just use the same one twice? Yeah. Because I don't think we've got anybody coming in September who was there in March. That is true. I think the inner. I think if you ask me that question now, um, I'll say one thing. If you ask me the question directly after the event, I'll probably say something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we need to just give ourselves the option that we may want to change the story just to make sure. It yeah, works. well, we but, can change it, but there's yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how. It I goes. think the thing what we've done here is Adam's written the story from the loyalist point of view, and I've written the story from the. Um, traitor's point of view because they're two different characters and we've tried to make it very character focused mm-hmm. um, and so that gives us a really good dynamic because it's clearly two different people telling the same similar stories and the things that affect them yep. so um, I'm, 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 honestly I'm pretty proud of it what we've done um, and I, it'd be interesting. I hope people enjoy it That's it. we do this because we want people to enjoy it it's not for any other reason and we hope people get something out of it I think what you're saying is that we'll put that story in the packs and stuff, won't we, Michael? Yeah, yeah. As as things happen, as each yeah. mission happens and we go to the next mission, I'll be printing off which part of the story has happened. So what will what people will get when they you know, get their take their folders home, they'll have the story and the missions that we played. Yeah. So, you know, like a little book, as it were. 
yeah so you can re- sort of recall you know the, the journey and we, we will have you know what the actions of armies will, will plug into that story as well so if particularly heroic actions and things will be mentioned in this this story going forward so we've like i said i think we've done a we'll put a lot of effort and work into this this aspect of it i think um as well as all the stuff that um, Michael's done in terms of organisation, getting everybody together, getting all of the massive problems that you know you have to sort out just for the logistics, which I don't envy you one one minute of. Incidentally, yeah. Michael. Um, so we've put as a as a professional package. I, I think you, it's, it's it's excellent. Yeah. We've got a lot of good people. I think that's the thing. Yeah. We've got a good team. Yeah, and we've got the army lists are almost all in. Um, we've got three outstanding. Uh, one because the guy who you know has only just been brought on board after someone had to drop out uh, for for reasons. Um, so, but you know, David, Aiden, come on, get your lists in. Has he still not got his list in? No, I, I bloody messengered him today. Say, can you? So he sent me his list, but he said it's in a crap format. So I can forward that on to you if you like. If it just give you some indication. If so that's I'll his that. list, I'll, I'll have it. I thought you said he was going to sort out Battle Scrub and send it again, but I'll just send you the screenshots of this list, I think. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, because uh, otherwise I'll be waiting forever for Aiden. You will be. And that leaves just uh, one guy who uh, I, I will chase up tomorrow. Got you. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to this a lot. I've got to be honest with you, I, I really am. Um, and it'll be great to see all of this hard work that's been done by everybody come to fruition. Yep, and I will get those lists up and i will even do a couple of little special episodes where i just talk through the list you know cool explain what people have um okay so that's, that's well, i suppose the question is will we do an episode of this before company of legends or do or wait till afterwards do you have a lesson episode due the week before okay mm, i think we should probably do one before and then we may do one do after. maybe do a sort of shorter episode before and a and a episode after yeah well the next episode's doing like we've got our dates that we set yeah. um yeah. so there's one due on march the 17th um which we're doing iron warriors um yes we so are a little spoiler yeah. uh, <laughs> um but that shouldn't be a massively long episode so yep unless and then you we know, can do it. massive amounts of stuff happen in the heresy community you know between now and yeah. but i can't see it um so no. yeah Okay. Lots of, not just realize, you could probably go to a heresy event every weekend of the year if you, if you wanted to travel the length and breadth of it. Probably. Probably. You could yeah. do it, couldn't you? Yeah. Keep checking those lots of tickets. Look at that. I mean, that's, that's impressive, that. Okay, so shall we go into the close then? Yes, let's, yeah, let's, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> So that uh, brings an, an end to another episode. Was it episode two of year two? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think it was a pretty pretty good episode. So uh, as we usually say, please feel free to you know, leave us some reviews on iTunes. We always appreciate uh, uh, five star reviews. You know, yeah, five stars. Yeah. Five star. That's what you know, I'm sure we, we we probably deserve those. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to follow us on there and, and see with the what we're getting up to and um, there are links to all those things in our show notes if you want to email us uh, feel free to get hold of us the email is the rush at edge of empire.co.uk and um, also you know, we've got our facebook for for messaging yep uh, if you want to give us a hand in running the the podcast uh, you've got our affiliates with um, audible 
Um, and on there, they have the Horus Heresy audiobooks. So you can sign up for a month's free trial with them. And then you get one free download. And then after that, it's seven nice time a month for an audiobook. Um, and as, as we've said before, you know, I think when I, I use it, I, I think Michael used it as well. Yeah, yeah, I use it's it. Just, it's just a, it's a great little um, way of getting your audio files and audiobooks. Um, Element Games as well. Um, there's a link on our website if you want to go through that. You can, you know, we get a little bit, of, a little bit of money out of that, um, and they're doing a lot of uh, customs with a nice little discount for all the people following in the trends uh, for uh, next month. So just quickly, so it's uh, me and Michael doing an Iron Warriors lists, which could be interesting for Graham to judge. Yeah, it will be interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, if we could see what see what you guys come up with, it'd be really yeah. Um, we've got our excellent interview with Robbie McNiven that uh, Michael did, and having heard it, and I think Graham agrees, it's a really good into really good conversation. It's really insightful. Don't, so, don't make uh, my head swell. Well, no, I, think, I think it needs to. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it was really it's good. Excellent. It's an excellent piece of work, and he seemed, comes across as a fantastic uh, sort of guy and really enthusiastic about what he does, and mm-hmm. you know, really interesting um, you know, a chap. So, um, and, and and it's a really really interesting. Yeah. Like I say I think it's it's great to hear. I mean, we I think your good questions specifically were about you know not what he's working on next, but about what he what he is as a sort of person and where his influences are and stuff like that, which which I think gives us a really good insight into to, to him and the stuff that he writes which i think is what's really great to hear from him when you're talking to an author mm. yeah, you, sound, you sound like a really nice uh really nice guy as well which was quite good well, he is, i was gonna say can't you get him to come to company of legends maybe next time yeah see if he wants to take i'll try i'll try well we'll, we'll, we'll do with justin hill but justin's just as nice yeah, yeah of course we have but you know, yeah, yeah, we've got, yeah. I forgot about that we have a full-on black library cadre <laughs> You know, he also does books stars, about Vikings. He also does books about Vikings, which I right. which I've read one of. Um, I have got around to read the others, and it's quite good. Okay, cool, cool. cool, cool, cool. Well, that's uh, I think that's it then, gentlemen. Yeah, I think you're right. Another another, another show done. Another okay. another month in the world of heresy, and another yeah. very exciting month. Some it's exciting been, stuff, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. So See what the the next four weeks can uh, throw up for us. Yeah, I mean, well, four, weeks will, four weeks will be at Company of Legends. Yeah. Yes. So, so anyway, right. have a great month, everybody. Yeah, everyone take care. Okay. Night night. Good night and God bless. Or gods or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Take care.